the other day I um, I bought tickets to to go to Sun Valley, Idaho. Yeah, I, you so, told me that. So I like, actually had to Google it because I didn't know what Sun Valley was. And it, I was like, yeah, I thought it was it. a retirement community in Arizona. <laughs> I thought he was going to visit family yeah, or something. Like, I'm going to Sun Valley. No, because in Arizona, <laughs> there is a there's Sun a Val- Sun Valley. Yeah, yeah. It's the largest retirement community in the country. It's yeah. just like a bunch of old people riding golf carts and fucking. <laughs> like, Damn, huge, all right, huge, MA. Yeah, yeah old people yeah. sex. Yeah, I was like, all right. is single again, <laughs> and he's ready to mingle. I was like, I don't know why you're going there, but I hope it's for but family. Like, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Stupid Points with David and M.A. Right out the gate, M.A., we got a guest with us. Who's our guest? Joe Rao. He's in a short layover before we leave for uh, Iceland tonight. What's uh, up, Joe? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. We've, we've already about an hour into our bullshit segment, yeah. and now we're going to start the fucking we said show. A lot of, we said a lot of controversial stuff in that segment that we can't tell you guys what it is. Super top yeah, stuff. secret, secret yeah. episode. There will be some things yeah. that will never come out. Yeah, we've been talking for an hour. We haven't even cracked a beer. You would <laughs> yeah. think like, like we were at the bar or something, but no, it's just uh, we have a lot of shared interests. I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. He drinks ciders. Yeah. And bad apple cider. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, my buddy, when I was in Alaska, I worked with him at Flow, and we were at an event one time and in Ohio, and I didn't drink, I didn't want to drink any beer or anything, and I was looking at the menu, and there's nothing great that I wanted, but they had mead. And I was like, I think I'll have the mead. And, and, the, guy, and the guy was what like, what are you at a German fucking Christmas market? I don't know market? where the fuck we were, but like my buddy was like, are you fucking kidding me? Slipped You're getting a, a mead machine. right now? And it's like, it's like sugar and honey. And like, I was like, yeah, I don't it's know. It's fermented. I don't know. I've never had it. Let's try it. And so now like he was in Alaska and he, while I was there, we met up the last day, but he was like up north when that, and he was like, hey, I'm at a meadery right now. <laughs> a meadery? <laughs> you want me to get you something? And I was like, dude, I had mead one time. I'm not like a mead guy. <laughs> He's like, a mead head now. Yeah, dude. You had, we had mead when we went to dinner that one night. Did we? And, and then Is on the Lower thick? East Side. It's, it like, it's, it's a little it, thick. It's not like it. It's not like cough syrup thick, but it's not like beer. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little sweet. It's good. It's mead good. Is good. Yeah. It's good. I don't know if I've ever had. It's mead. like a sweetened wine. It's worth a try. But yeah. it's not worth a like. This is what I drink. I've yeah, tried. Yeah. I've tried a lot of things that I just will never remember. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. So I may have mead, but I don't remember ever having mead. In, in uh, when I when I went to Germany a couple of years ago during the Christmas market, they had like mead everywhere. It was really yeah. Good. When I'm in other countries and they're explaining me in depth about like what this alcohol is and what <laughs> mountain it came from, I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. Shut the fuck up. Give a shit. Let me drink it. Dude, when I was <laughs> in, in Belgium, we my brother came across this beer that's apparently the greatest beer in the world or whatever it's made by like monks who the don't trapeze speak. yeah i guess oh, it's like hell yeah it's like a 25 dollar beer for a bottle and everyone freaked out and was like oh my god we need to drink this and i had i'm just not a beer guy but i had yeah. some and i was like okay oh it's my good god, it's <laughs> so good speaking yeah. of belgian how's your wife uh you know she's doing all right she's back in belgium she's back in ghent um, Gink? you know, is that the G E N K? It's the G N T, right? Yeah, G N G E N T. But oh. we spell it with a little H in there for some reason. Oh, okay. 
Because we yeah. don't respect other people's languages. Well, just like yeah, when I, I never realized Brazil, like in Brazil, they spell it with Brazil. an S. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah. why Brazil. the fuck? Well, like, what are we What are we doing? Because we're assholes. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's weird that we change it for And we no make reason. we make them change it. <laughs> yeah. Like, when they internationally have to yeah. change their it's names. Like, it's Brazil. Yeah. yeah. It's, just it's really telling. Like, it's not Brazil. What yeah. the, you know, the early... Europeans did to the world <laughs> no, yeah. just just by like what everybody speaks you know Spanish and English and like, <laughs> like how much you know it's all over the map it's crazy <laughs> there's mean, so many countries Belgium was pretty fucked up dude. <laughs> they were very like <laughs> yeah. in the Congo and yeah. I remind a lot of Europeans of that because it's always like shit on America all the time I'm like eh, you guys started America yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and what about this what were you this? look in the mirror <laughs> yeah seriously though seriously like Europeans have done unspeakable things oh yeah dude they they should remember you know well the Netherlands still has a blackface festival so that's yeah. super what? weird no, Belgium yeah. Belgium does too yeah but it's uh. not they say that it's like now they paint their faces in every different color, be, and that's like their solution. But yeah. they said it's more of it's supposed to be a guy coming down the chimney, so yeah. it's like a chimney sweeping guy. I mean, we get it, know. we get it, guys, but <laughs> I don't know. Super weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of awkward. <laughs> Speaking of your like pr- past history in yeah. Africa, it's yeah, super weird. But yeah, yeah. How, how they murdered millions. Yeah, yeah. fucking rubber. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so what's been going on? You've been doing what? Tell us. I've been traveling like a son of a gun, man. Um, you know, I've told you it's been pretty dark. Uh, I got screwed over in the Olympic trials, and then uh, we, I was, I was done. I was walking away. I was walking away in anger. I'm like, you know, screw wrestling. Never, I don't. I never want to see anybody here again. Did if, you, if, when you were on the mat, did you retire out of like emotional sporadicness, or was it like kind of a planned thing? It was not premeditated at all. It was like well, I you was were lo- expecting was, to win. I was looking around. I mean, I, I did win the y- first y- match, yes, right. and I would have won the second match. I got screwed over so hard, and I'm just looking around. I'm like, it's, it's seriously nobody's gonna do anything. I was dumbfounded. And like heartbroken, and so I, and I was just like, nobody's gonna do anything about this. They're ex- gonna let ex- this happen. Explain what happened. Okay, well, like if you haven't seen the match, my wife just posted it on YouTube because they took it off the internet. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. my god, dude. Yeah. Well, we I mean we took it to court and everything. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we raised to, forty grand to take this to court. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask. Uh, everybody about that. told me to take it to court. I, I I was I was positive that the right thing was gonna happen, and it didn't. But, um, yeah, I haven't really told a story yet because, like, who am I going to tell it to? Like, everybody who fucked me over is involved, even from, like, a media standpoint. Like, Flow Wrestling, I hate to put them on blast, but nah, fuck their, stuff, blast. Their, stuff was put, their stuff was used as evidence. And, like, I actually talked to my lawyers whether or not I should do that interview because I felt like they were going to do exactly what they did. They asked very leading questions and tried to lead me the whole interview, and I'm fighting the whole time, and they used it as evidence right away. Because they're in fucking cahoots with USC Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. they want the and money. Then, and yeah, and, and USC Wrestling used that as evidence. And it's like, whatever. My lawyer's like, just go on it. What are they going to – I mean, just tell the you know, tell the truth. It's like – but, you know, um, yeah, anybody – who am I going to tell the story to? Like, the only people I was, like, going to tell a story to if I did was, like, yeah, maybe you guys and maybe my buddy who writes for, like, an MMA website. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's just – we had a Marine ref on the mat, and we had a Marine Matt Chairman. So if you know the way that, like, Freestyle and Greco, like, uh, refereeing yeah. works, is there's, a, there's a Matt ref on the mat. He makes all the calls, and then it goes to the judge. The judge could, you know, disagree with them, but then the tiebreaker is the Matt Chairman. 
So we're in a marine sandwich. <laughs> Everything yeah. that dude called was gonna just be confirmed, and and nothing. And but they they he screwed me in a way that there was nothing I could challenge. How is He's that? He's blowing the whistle pre- prematurely. It's not acceptable. They, but they, isn't don't they? I mean, they screwed over Alan Vera before me too. But you know, don't it's they? Doesn't USA Wrestling technically supposed to like if there's a bias? They're supposed they to. Move oh the rest, my God, right? dude! You, like you just have no idea how bad USA Wrestling is. But I mean, the Marines is a huge USA Wrestling sponsor. Yeah, yeah that's why you see them at every event. Yeah. yeah. And the Marines haven't had an Olympian in 29 years, and they're losing their program. I don't know. It smells a little funny to me when yeah. there's 50 refs at the tournament and two Marines are working my mat when I'm wrestling a Marine in the yeah. finals. But, I, I mean, if, if you haven't saw it, I, I threw him twice in the first 15 seconds. Yeah. The match should be over. They blew the whistle in between me throwing him. And then I scored on him again. And instead of me rewarding – and as I'm going – What was the reasoning for blowing the mid-throw? It was a – was wasn't uh, it yeah, the, the, the I guess choke? they were saying it's choke. But it, it was – they com- kept that completely a- ambiguous the whole time of why – you know, a choke or if he's in danger. And it doesn't matter how many videos we present of the same exact guy yeah. letting somebody choke somebody unconscious. And, and like, well, then why, why did this happen when he's refing a Marine who's choking somebody? But it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. And we were talking about how screwed up the judicial system is. But same thing with this. Like, it's not whether you're right or wrong. Like, as the case went on, um, you know, raising money and taking this to an arbitrator, I just found out more and more things that, like, just I know that I'm right. I know that we're in the right and they're in the wrong. It doesn't matter. It's, like, about proving it. And the tricky thing for me was I had to prove that there was a bias. I couldn't just prove that all the calls in, uh, were f- fucked up because we did that, even with their witnesses, yeah. even with the their that ref. He didn't in the starting, but he did. We broke down each instance, and the whole match was so fucked up. I was a clear aggressor. Everyone a- in the case yeah. like said that and we broke down the verbiage and the terminology of passivity and why why they warned me like the the ratio was like 7 to 1 even though I was the aggressor. He's constantly saying, "Hey, get off the hands. Hey, head up. Hey, like" and they blew the whistle whenever I got him towards the edge. It, it was just so fucked up even in small ways. And he's just talking to me the whole time. And um we broke all that stuff down, even with their witnesses that USA Wrestling completely prepped. And it's, it was so funny how, like, Bush League, them and their lawyers were, because yeah. they made so many mistakes and uh, in the case, but they still won. And uh, it sucks. It, it was so nuts, man. How did they I, Our, how did our they arbitrator was, a, was this lady who I felt like we would have won with, and then her son died. Her son oh. died, and we got a new arbitrator. And this new arbitrator... He is a referee in his off time. So, of course, he's going to, like, side. He's, like, basically he came, he, like, heard everything. He's, like, how do we know, not know, you know, differentiate between bias and, you know, someone just having a bad day. But, like, to my defense, it's fucked up because the referees don't, they don't have their names on their backs, and they could have a bad day. They could have a bad day every, every fucking day, and yeah. they do. And, uh, and uh, wrestlers, if you have a bad day, you lose, and everybody's just like, oh, well, you got to get tougher. And, yeah. and they know who loses when a wrestler loses. got to be ready to step up. Yeah, but there's, there's animity for these referees, and then when they screw up, we don't even know their name. Yeah. We don't even – they don't have an, they don't well that's why there's no repercussions and USA wrestling they rewarded this guy for being a piece of shit they made him the head ref of the next tournament Jesus you know what I mean USA wrestling uh, I mean I can go on and on and 
trust me, I spent my whole senior level career not talking bad about USC wrestling because I've seen every guy before me do it, and I didn't want to perpetuate this and let the youth, and I know that I'm a leader. Like, I don't want – but they're terrible. They're terrible people. They don't deserve to be handling us. They, they shouldn't be our gateway to the Olympics because they're so dirty. They're so messed up. And, uh, yeah, until you get screwed, that's the, that's the thing. It's like the wrestling community, they, like, came around me and they, like, supported me with comments and messages and phone calls and then and uh, even, you know, with money. People helped me fundraise money. But when it came down to, like, will you, like, be a wi- one of my witnesses, it was crickets, man. And then I even had a witness, Nate Angle. I hate him for life now. He flip-flopped because he's the biggest brown noser in the world and he's a careerist. And he's in camp with USA Wrestling. Like, literally, he's in Atlanta at their camp. Same with their other, like, four witnesses. They're all in the same room as John Stefanowicz. And um, yeah, he's supposed to be our witness. When he we call him, he's like, yeah, it was messed up. It was, you know, it was so biased. It was this and that. I was like, okay, would you, would you be a witness? Like, yeah. And then, and then on the day, Nate Angle says the exact opposite. Like, and he's just like, oh, God, you know, like if – and, and by the way, he's the biggest complainer I know. He complained about everything. And uh, he, on that day, he's like, well, I, I, I just would have been a good guy, and I would have just uh, not worried about who it was. And we asked him – our lawyer even was like, all right, you don't see any problem with this. He's like, not at all. He's like, okay, if, if the referee was the father of the person you were wrestling, would you have a problem with that? And he's like, oh, you know, I would just be a, a good guy, and I would just uh, – I would just wrestle the match and accept what happened. And I'm like, Nate, you were the biggest piece of shit. But he wants to climb the coaching ladder. Clear lie. And uh, I hope. Yeah. I mean, John Stefanowicz said that I said fuck you to the ref. Did you see the way the ref was treating me? If I said fuck you, I would have been thrown out of the fucking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was getting yelled and pushed for doing nothing wrong. Yeah. And Stefanowicz lied, and USA Wrestling lied. And you know what? It's sad because when people look at the record books nobody's ever going to care about little old me. Yeah. So it's like, why even tell this story? It's going to fall on deaf ears because at the end of the day, they're always going to look at it and it's always going to say John Stefano X Olympian, but they completely fucked me. This is like somebody being wrongfully accused for yeah. fucking murder. It is. It was, how can I text somebody in 15 seconds? And instead, instead they, they, they take control of it as a referee and they, and they overthrow it. And then U.S. wrestling goes to bat to protect that. Well, I mean, you know we, what I mean? we've they, seen that time Don't they and time want the again. best guy to go? I'm obviously way fucking better than them. The only reason why he beat me in the second match is because they fucked me so hard in the first match. Yeah. What would have happened if I teched them in 15 seconds like I did? I go into the next match. I would have done it again. Yeah. Instead, the second match, I don't even know, can I use my front headlock anymore? And, like, I, I, I don't care what anybody says. It's not an excuse. I had an emotional response so bad that I couldn't, like, move. My neck and my arms and my legs were, like, locked up, and I was mentally trying to deal with it as good as anybody could. Like, meditate, brush it off, let it happen. Like, I- I've been pinned in the first match Olympic trials before, and I came back to win the Olympic trials. It wasn't like getting over a loss. It was getting over USA Wrestling and everybody fucking me in broad yeah. daylight. And even though there's a lot of booze, nobody's doing anything about it. And I-, I-, I was so powerless and so, like, what the fuck? And And, like, I didn't sit around complaining about it. I, I, like, complained about it for, like, two seconds, and my coach was like, you're still going to win this, you know, kind of smack you in the face. Like, let's get back in it. And I did, but I couldn't fucking move. Le- yeah, I've never it, had anything like this. And the second s- match was just, like, me just kind of pushing, and, like, he still barely beat me. Th- he's not, he doesn't deserve on the same mat as me. And he, 
because it should have been Alan Vera. They fucked over Alan Vera too. Uh, you know, this oh, is that's right. He's the Cuban dude, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and it, it, it's such bullshit. And that dude, I hope, I hope he can't go to sleep at night. But I, he, he's such a I'm piece sure of shit. He sleeps and everyone fine, in yeah. USA Wrestling is such a piece of shit. They'll sleep just fine. Yeah. And he's gonna go home to his kids and like, yeah, daddy's an Olympian. You know what? In my book, he's just a big piece of shit. And you know what? I I, I used him. to love John, but I always seen him in the Marines, and I had a lot of respect for them. But I've always seen them do shady things, yeah. little things. Yeah. And I, I've commented on it, and I called them out sometimes, and me and Pat Smith have, but, like, you know, like them recording other Americans in practice and shit like that, and them try and act like, oh, it's just for our Instagram. It's like, no, it's not. That Oh, the guy, all the guys in your weight class that are wrestling uh, right now in practice, that's just for your Instagram? Like, you know, catching, like, little instances <laughs> Wait, they, like that. they have an Instagram? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, little instances like that. I mean, like I'm that. not, like, trying to throw shade, but, I like. Mean, yeah, let's not plug their Instagram. Fuck them. But, yeah, I mean, I lost a lot of friends over this, like good friends. Yeah. Um, sucks, and I man. never – I fight so hard to stay friends with anybody. Trust yeah. me. I give people 5,000 chances. For sure. I All of my best friends are now dead because they were heroin addicts. Believe me. I know how to give people second chances. Yeah. They went out of their way to fuck somebody over that would do anything for them, like me. I would do anything for Greco. I would do anything for USA Wrestling. They fucked me over. They went out of their way to fuck me over. And That's this is a 24-year dream in the making. Yeah. And I qualify the weight for the Olympics. And I was better than John. But they yeah. fucked me over. And yeah. John just lied, lied, lied so that he didn't have to wrestle me off again because he knows what would happen if I wrestle him off again. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so uh, what happened? So, like, no chance of a wrestle-off? Like, what, what, like, what kind of came down in, in, like, so it seems like USAW and the arbitrators kind of, like, Pack their shit Other together than, and make yeah. sure. Was there any was there any chance of a wrestle off to occur? Yeah, a, a, if we would have won the case, there okay. would have been a wrestle off. And I was in the the best shape of my life. I was tra- imagine like everything I'm going through. I mean, I've told you some of the off the mat stuff yeah. I was yeah, going yeah. through. But they screw me over. I'm ready to move to Austin, yeah. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and I get a phone call like, we're, like we really have a good case, and we're gonna have to raise. I have to raise money now. I had to put all my like all my other problems to the side again and I start training and I put all these training camps together. I, I have to raise money, which is like extremely hard for me to do. And like, um, we got to fight this case. And it, it was, it was so draining and terrible that like, I mean, I should just take a freaking 10 year nap, but instead I just hit the ground running with traveling because I don't know what to do, man. If I sit around yeah. for two seconds, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how to think about this positively because there's, it's not positive. Yeah, and, and, and you can hit your, you know, you can talk about like. I think it's like it, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, I think that's thing. such bullshit. But no, it's bullshit. <laughs> they fucked me. I should be going to the Olympics, and like I'm purposely staying off social media so I don't have to see anything about the Olympics. But everywhere I turn, like you know, I was in Times Square last night. You see like all this shit about the Olympics and all these companies that are sponsoring the Olympics. I I go to you know out to eat, and there's a the giant Olympic rings outside of this yeah. restaurant, and I'm like, what the hell, man? I can't even. You know, I have to I have to mute everybody on my freaking timeline that are my buddies that are going or that are that are talking about it. And it, it sucks because I should be there and I did everything right. And I don't know anybody else. And I mean, I know there's no deserving anything like you get what you get. And some people are just lucky and stars line, but they went out of their way to fuck me and I did everything right. And like I went out, I tried my hardest to never talk bad on them. And it's over. Like, fuck them. Like, I hope. I hope they all die. I hope <laughs> they all get cancer and their kids get cancer. Wow. Seriously. 
you don't know. No, I mean, uh, honestly, like, like I say, wow, but it's also like I was nowhere. Uh, David and I were yeah, nowhere near never, like yeah. your level, right? So like you, like you said, we've known each other for a couple of years, and like we we met uh, like probably like five years ago, six years ago yeah. now, right? And you know, we've become closer and closer friends. But like through this entire time, like you've gone through something the average person just won't understand, right? Yeah. Like you've put your life on hold, right? Like you've put your life on hold from starting a family. Like you're married now, but you, you know, you could have done that maybe years ago. You could have gotten into the college coaching world maybe years ago. Like you've put things on hold for a dream that only comes around every four years if you're lucky. Yeah. Like and if, that, if I, you're lucky. And so like, yes, that's like a hard thing and to And as hear. close as you can come. Yeah, right? Like as, as hard as that is as a statement, but like, what like what else do you say when you see something? Because like I watched that first match and I was like, what the fuck just happened? I watched the second match and I've watched you wrestle and I I think as as friends as we are, right? I think I've seen your level of potential. Yeah. And watching that second match, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And that's the only one they put up. Right. That's the only match they put up. They and didn't put up the first match. Like isn't I, that, isn't I that watched that. Funny? I watched that second one and I'm like, that's not Joe. No, like, like I've like I've watched you overseas. I've watched you domestically, and I'm like, that's not him. Well, I'm not even gonna open it up to like a bunch of douchebags commenting on Flow Wrestling because like you got all these guys. Which who, one? <laughs> who wouldn't understand at all what it's like yeah. to be in that place? Like, oh well, he would have still won the if he was the better guy. He would have won the second match. It's like, yeah, that, okay, that you get betrayed. The biggest you arm get chair quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got betrayed by everybody I love. <laughs> For what reason? I, I, I really, to this day, I don't understand why they did what they did. Um, clearly, they wanted an individual to go. And, like, me and Alan Vera talked about this. Like, clearly, they wanted somebody to go. But I've been part of this, too. I, I've been on the other side where they hire guys like hitmen. They, they hired me like a hitman against Kaylor Williams when I won the, the Olympic trials in 2016 because they hated Kaylor. And he was the world team member for three years. And they wanted somebody to take out Kaylor Williams. I was like, hey, I don't have anything personal against Kayla Williams. I'm going to go up because I think I could beat him, and I want to go to the Olympics. So how do they hire you like a hitman? <laughs> they make it clear that they hate him by telling me we hate him. Oh. And, uh, and then <laughs> they give me every single opportunity, and they give him none. Yeah. And they have the power to do that. We're going to pay to take you on this trip and this training camp and this training camp and this training, you know. And it's like they did that with me and Provisor too. Mm -hmm. And, again, I'm friends with Provisor. I know a lot of people aren't, but I am. And, you know, I they made it clear. Like, we hate Provisor, and he's so successful that we can't stop him from making the team, but we can help someone be more successful against him. You know what I mean? Like, um, I feel like the odds were always stacked against Provisor whenever we wrestled because they hate Provisor. They don't want to deal with them. They don't. And that's like a weird thing. They give me every opportunity. They give him none. They actually put restrictions on him. They let they give me all the the backing. But then the second, and I knew it would be this way. The second they don't want me in there, they're gonna fuck me over the same way. And they do shit like that all the time. And that's they like have their horses, and they'll just fucking pump money into them and opportunity into them. And the guys they don't want, they can't stop from winning, but they'll sure try. They'll put as many roadblocks as possible. I think exactly. it's like interesting because it's like as an athlete, what do you do? Right? Do you take all these opportunities that are given to you yeah. and with your natural talent, right? Yeah. And your work ethic, do you take these kind of aligned stars and go like, 
All right, I'm gonna fucking yeah. run with this because but John this is, got more than that. Yeah, yeah, he I'm, got more than yeah, that. Yeah, 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 right. He I got mean, Gary Mayab coming to his house and him coming to Gary Mayab's house and and I, Gary Mayab's supposed yeah, yeah. to be all of our coach. Yeah, but he and John for, had for all those had who these reps who. and he had lawyers and USA Wrestling backing him in the case. Like that's not it's not the same as what I'm talking no, about. No, no, no. I, I, I experienced it firsthand when they want somebody to win. Yes, right. What, what they can do. What? Yes, how much power they have. And that's what I mean. They're the right? gateway like, to the Olympics for us, which is insane. Like they could make it really hard on you. And like I see, as I'm saying all this, I'm like, fuck. Well, I'm basically signing up to never go to the Olympics because once they hear me talk shit about them, yeah, I'm gonna have to be better than the best in the country to make it the Olympics now. Because they're gonna, they're gonna. But if isn't, I even isn't that gonna be more rewarding if you go back? Like I know, like it, I, you're taking some time off. Like. I'm saying that they're gonna fuck me for the rest of my career, even if I come back. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I can still win, and uh, but it's gonna be like I don't know if you heard Burroughs talk about this. Like, you're gonna have to be more than eight points better than everybody. You're gonna have to be more than a tech better. You're yeah. gonna have to be like, fucking, thirty points better than everyone just to win. You know, when when you know people are going to screw you over. And I knew yeah. that overseas, but in my own country, it's never been this bad. Like, honestly, if this was Russia and my match happened, there would be some guns out. And I wish I was in Russia because... There would have been some guns out. Because there would have been some guns out. And there should have been some guns out. Seriously, it was an atrocity. And I haven't even shared it because I'm like, what is the use? But my wife, like, reposted the match. And it doesn't have, like, any views because... Nobody, when they actually, when it was on the forefront of people's minds, it wasn't anywhere to be found, and I posted little snippets. But NBC and USC Wrestling owns it, even yeah. though I'm in the video. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. fucked up. Your only, your only yeah. way to get backing is to sign over your likeness and image. Like, yeah. They just give you crumbs, yeah. like something, unlivable wages, and they, they own everything that you're in. It's well, fucked I mean, up. I mean, the, the Olympics, you know, Japan, well, I think like 12% of the population is vaccinated right now. All of Tokyo has pretty much said they do not want the Olympics to happen. They don't care. And don't the care. IOC is just like a major conglomerate where they're like, we don't fucking care. You guys signed your rights away. We're going to push for like the conquistadors, man. They don't care. This yeah. is worse than the era of monarchies. Yeah. Like, seriously, there's so much control over all of us and with technology. Well, they Japan can. can't even say they can't do anything about not having it. Yeah. The, the, like, the yeah. They signed away their rights to. We got so it. much propaganda in this country yeah. that, like, you guys are world traveled, like me. Like, you really do realize more and more how much this country is so corrupt. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know oh, what yeah. I mean. Not that it's like so yeah. surprising, but in huge and small ways. But yeah, most yeah. Americans yeah. are just so blind to it. They're like, "Well, we're the golden standard in uh, morality," yeah. and and uh, it's like, "No, we're not. We are the worst. We're the worst of everybody." I think. I really do. I think, feel like, like we're middle of the pack. We're yeah. I don't I, know, man. Cause I mean, we, I think we're worst if you take into account how much uh, global, like global fucked up, global shit. impact yeah. we have. When we do something corrupt, it's a lot worse than the Dominican Republic doing yeah. something fucked up because what happens in the DR doesn't affect everyone around the world. Just and affects Haiti. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, but I mean, but yeah. you know what I mean? When we do fucked up shit, it affects everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. You know. So, and we do it. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I was, what I found really weird about America after I started traveling more is like how really patriotic we are. Oh yeah. As a nation. I don't understand why. And yeah, and it's like, like when you're growing up, you're just like, yeah, we're America, America, fuck yeah, we're the best, whatever, cool. Like, you stand for the national anthem at every sporting event. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And then. Well, uh, that didn't even become a thing until after nine eleven. Sure, I, but I not in my lifetime when I was old enough to no, like but know I mean, this shit. Yeah, but no, I, mean, I know like, what you're yeah, saying. Right, yeah, like, and for those who don't understand, what I mean is like, 
at every sporting event, like I think I, I went. I think it was just like the NFL, like major sporting events. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like we've always had the national. Uh, we always had it. But where I mean, I'm from. but it, but in the sense of like yeah. the patriotism. Yeah, of sure. it, right? Yeah, like, nothing like war and death. To, but we've right, we've always been like a patriotism. Pa- like, yeah, America, country, and like yeah. that just felt so normal. Um, and then you go to like Latin America is not necessarily the best example, but like Europe, and they're just like, yeah, I like. England, but I'm not like we're the yeah. greatest country in the world. Yeah. England forever, number Especially one. Especially now with Brexit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like they they don't get like you guys have flags everywhere. And no, like, it's, it's it's weird. Weird. The only comparable places are there's certain ones like Scandinavia, like Sweden is very proud of them, like they're yeah. very patriotic, and and some other places. But like it's really ass backwards too, and I think it's just from a lot of ignorance. Like people here not knowing he, our history yeah. of how all the fucked yeah. up shit yeah. we've done. Yeah, and I mean, the I very people who like they say like everything they hate. Yet if you you like hear that and you're like, oh yeah, well you must not agree with what what we're doing as a country. But they're like, what you can get out, <laughs> you know? It's like what? it doesn't make any sense. Like the exact shit you hate is what you're voting for and supporting. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's like a bunch of Big no. wig rich people. Joe, stop. Just brain wa- leave it, dude. Brainwashed. Just leave it. I'm leaving the country like, <laughs> as soon as I can. No, well, seriously. You, no, no. I, I, don't, I am I legit don't, leaving the country. I, I don't laugh because we know it's true because yeah. your wife lives in well, Belgium. Like, I've been fighting with my parents about this, and they're just all like – their whole like argument is like, well – Find me a place better. And it's uh, like, like you look, haven't even tried. There's a you list. Have, you haven't even tried. <laughs> there's like 30 other countries. <laughs> see what see what's like, like – dude, you want to do some research on like the top like, five best uh, – right, like, What are we talking about? The happiest? Yeah, like happiest countries. Uh, uh, let's do top I th- ten. I think, uh, I think like some of the Nordic countries yeah. are going to take lead on that. Oh, all of them. Yeah. All right. of them will. Well, I know Denmark yeah. is a big Denmark, Sweden. <laughs> They'll be the top five, dude. Yeah. So the top – here, I'll read off the top. Whatever's listed on Google right now, Finland, Iceland, Denmark, hey, Iceland, <laughs> Switzerland, Netherlands, Sweden, Germany, Norway. I've been to all those places. So except just for, uh, Scandinavia and like two others. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know it's funny. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. You probably know this, David. But the uh, the most famous dentist in Iceland was the national team coach for the. 20 oh, for their soccer team? For their, for their football really? team. Their goalie was a fucking part-time filmmaker, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's they, cool. they say like 10% of the country is somehow involved in the national football team. Huh. Because I it's believe just, it, dude. Because, well, it's just such a small country. There's that, only, like, what is it, only 500,000? Yeah, Something it's like sober. That? Super, they super have, super they have the dating app that tells you if you're cousins. <laughs> <laughs> we know we got no cousins. We got there. no cousins. They probably love <laughs> when tourists come so they can just fuck. No, seriously, isn't that one of those places where, like, please come to our country yeah. and, and fuck our beautiful I- Icelandic princesses? <laughs> I'm in. MA's going to in. But only if you're white. Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I'm he's Spanish. good. I'm Spanish. I'm a Spaniard. Yeah. That's close. Yeah. They, they get pretty light. <laughs> they get pretty light. I'll just show this part of. <laughs> yeah, come on. No, I think you're good. They look. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. They're, they're, they're not, like. Yeah. They're like. Um, Sorry, Joe. You're sleeping outside yeah. of the van tonight. That's all right. Hey, I'll do it. Joe and I are living in a van down by the river. Sick. It's like any kind of like idealist like Minnesota white girl. It's like they they love diversity. They'll go out so out of their way. So I think you're gonna be fine. They, From they what love. I've seen with my buddies. 
in other like Scandinavian countries, like you're gonna do, <laughs> you're gonna have like a full schedule, like yeah, full schedule. <laughs> it's gonna be like I watch the, them going in and out of the place, and I'm just like, this seems exhausting. That's this like is too much. Like I, I, I don't know how they do it. My girlfriend told me. <laughs> how doesn't me, it fall off? She told me one time I, she was talking with her friends about me or whatever. And she was telling me, like, David's attractive because I think one of her friends didn't find me attractive. And I don't give a shit, whatever. <laughs> David's the sexiest. And she, was, <laughs> and she was like, oh, I understand what you're saying. And my girlfriend meant this in, like, the nicest way, but it just, now, no matter how you say this, it's never going to sound nice. She's like, I get it. David's like a, he's like a New York four, but he's a Latin American nine. <laughs> Damn, was, that's awesome. Because like, and when I'm in Latin America, I get hit on all the time. Like yeah, women man. come up to me, and I know that's just a part of the culture being a little bit more aggressive. But I was like, when I turned her and s- she said that, I was like, "Did you hear what <laughs> you just said? Like, are you kidding me? Like, it didn't. Uh, my feelings aren't hurt, but you know that's like really fucking yeah. rude, right? Yeah, she's that's like, Marcy. I got him. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? I just said you were like a, n- and it's a, yeah, <laughs> a like, Dominican nine. Yeah, but you said like here in America, I'm a four, and like yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm like a fucking ten, what? but like at Jesus, least, at least a seven. What yeah. goes into a Dominican nine? Like other than your looks, it's like ah, oh, he's not dealing drugs, you're killing anybody. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's probably got money. He lives in America. He's got uh, a job. He's not cheating on yeah. me. Like, wow, yeah. this guy's our savior. Dominican men are notorious for cheating. Yeah, I think most people in the world are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but Dominicans right. more yeah, so, yeah, apparently. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that's fucking – we heard those stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so we got Iceland. We got some world travel. Uh, what's – do you want to talk about what's next for you? I mean, yeah. I know you're doing a lot of camps. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so you want to plug any of your camps if they're – I well, don't know if most there's – Most of my, like, local camps in the lower 48 are done other than I got I got a camp at uh, – if you're a listener in the Chicagoland area, I got a camp at uh, Notre Dame Wrestling Club over in uh, Edison Park in Chicago. Uh, I'm doing that, I think, on the July 17th and 18th. Uh, 9 a.m. to 12, and then I'm going to do most of my camps in Alaska in August. But I'm literally going, like, from international trip to international trip, and it's exhausting from, like, a jet lag perspective because I should just be staying in Europe. <laughs> but I was, like, you know. Yeah, I should, I should be meeting you in Iceland yeah, instead. And, <laughs> you know, seriously. But I wanted to be in New York, yeah. and I also want to be with my family for the 4th, and, and I have, like, little things. So yeah, I'm coming your brother, back for, you got your brother's yeah, birthday on brother's the 16th. brother's birthday on the 16th. So I'm, like, flying back and forth from Europe and – uh, but, I mean, it's crazy, but it's fun. But, uh, yeah, I was in Alaska, then I was in North Carolina. I'm going to forget some because it's really been crazy. And then I was in, just in Portugal and Spain, and now I'm here in New York, and we're going to Iceland. And when I come back from Iceland, I do my brother's birthday and the weekend clinics and hang out with my cousin who's in town in Chicago. And then I go, bam, out to Belgium on the 19th, and then we're going to do a bunch of, like, little day trips around Europe on that. On that. And then I come back for – yeah, a day or two, and then I go bam out to Alaska, and I got I got camps in Dillingham, Alaska. Um, I mean, I don't know who's going to be listening. It's going to be out there. But, uh, <laughs> I don't even know where but, Dillingham, uh, Alaska it's is. A big fishing spot, but uh, but yeah, I'm going to go to Dillingham, and then uh, did it. I didn't tell you this, like, because I had an epic Alaska trip earlier in the summer, but this next one is going to be crazy, like once in a lifetime trip, because my buddy, I actually just wrestled him in that FCA event, Spencer Woods. Oh, Ala- yeah, I heard Alaskan about that. What was that? The Alaskan Assassin. Dude, Dillingham is far away, man. Listen yeah. to what I'm going to do next, <laughs> though. <laughs> but, like, yeah, he, his dad is, like, 100% like native. Okay. Like, one of the 
coolest dudes ever. Like a master hunter, fisher, trapper. He tans his own hides. He's he's a veteran. Um, he teaches people how to survive out in extreme cold temperatures, and he he supplies and he he had a sled dog team that did the Iditarod. He <laughs> raised Jesus. sled dogs, and I I dove into that with him and how crazy. It's just one of those guys you let him talk. Intimate knowledge of like the, so many crazy things that no one will ever understand, like about Alaska, you know, about the, the wilderness, you know. <laughs> but he teaches people how to survive. But basically, I'm going to trade some wrestling i'm going to teach some natives how to wrestle and he's going to take me into like the natives part of alaska we're going to run around all the northern parts of the state where they're like white people don't go are you going to go to to burrow um yeah what do they call it now it's it's got a, like a native name again it's the but northernmost city. yeah yeah it's got a different name now it's uh, crazy really let's see let's yeah. google that because um yeah mount mckinley is denali now and and barrow is something else but it's something with the U. I don't know see. how to pronounce it but um but he's going to take me oh, all yeah. over for like You're right. I do like a week long camp and fishing thing in Dillingham and then after that I go with uh, Oh Jesus. You want me to Christ. spell this name just yeah. so everyone knows. it's spelled U T Q I A G V I K. So good luck ever pronouncing <laughs> That's that. That's why I didn't even try. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's so Once cr- you're there you'll have it like yeah. in a it's day. It's so crazy man and it's so amazing that like my last trip to Alaska I did 10 10 days there in Denali, just camping. We saw, like, a shit ton of grizzly bears and, yeah. and moose and golden eagles. Those are the scariest. It, a, a bear was 25 yards from me, dude. No, Walking thank you. A grizzly. On foot. And, and I almost just wanted to disappear in the, will, in the wilderness yeah. forever. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, it's just, yeah. like, I finally – it's the one place – because I, like, go, always go to national parks. Yeah, and yeah. you know, but yeah. I don't really post on social media anymore. But, like, I'm constantly going to national parks and getting into the wilderness and – and doing these international trips too, where I like, see them as two very different things, yeah. you know, because like th- our wilderness is the only thing I'm proud about in this country. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's epic, but um, yeah, he's he's gonna take me on like a very very rare opportunity to like see some shit that even other Alaskans don't get to see. That's awesome. I'm like, super jealous about uh, that. And like it, and like I know like. So many of my coaches don't understand, like, why I travel so much. And then, like, Coach Medlin was next to me while he was explaining everything we were doing. And he was just like, holy shit, how do I get in on this trip? How do I get in on this trip? How do I get in? And I, like, had to, like, I can just tell. He was like a little kid, like, can I play? Can I play? Can I play? <laughs> because he's talking about all this, like, hunting and fishing and trapping. And I'm going to take you here, and I'm going to teach you about this. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to have you try, you know, try this and that. And, and it's crazy. Like, it's like opening up a door in a Narnia, like, to know, like, how natives live for centuries, you know, and, like, my coach loves hunting and fishing. Before we fucked it up for them. Yeah, yeah, and now he's, like, I I totally get why Joe wants to travel. Like, I don't think people, like, I don't even tell people on my trips anymore that aren't like you because I might as well be talking about Mars. Like, people don't fucking know what I'm talking about. I mean, when you said, like, like half the population of the United States doesn't even have a passport. I know. Like, when you said, like, let's do Glacier, I was, like, I was in. And then you were, like, oh, rental cars are really fucking expensive. It's cheaper to go to Iceland. I was, like, I'm in. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was dude. like, in all honesty, I was like, I kind of rather go to Iceland. Yeah. Because it's like, I'd rather like, I like, I need to start doing it, but I have this new thing that I want to do is like every country that I go to, I'm going to get a um, a patch. Yeah. And I'm going to like create. Hell yeah. Like, so like none of you guys can see it, but like there's a, there's a weighted vest in here and it's got patches on it. Nice. So like, I'm going to start 
fucking I'm gonna get like a Velcro board made, and every time I come back from a country, that patch is going on that fucking board. Hell yeah! And I'm gonna put it right in front of um, right in front of uh the the entrance to my door. Yeah. Uh, like when I'm leaving the house, so every time I'm, yeah. I'm gonna find some bullshit <laughs> white girl inspirational <laughs> quote. Oh my god! Right, but it's just gonna be like not all traveling. that wander right? a lot. Exactly, right? <laughs> but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, I don't like, either. Dude, I got I got the sticker thing. Like, look, I don't. Oh no, I, I don't have. I started doing that too. I, I got it on. I got so many stickers, and I travel so much that I'm like, I I'm running out of space to well, where I put stickers on my journals now, and then well, I run out of space in my journals. So like wherever I'm writing. Like I'm traveling and writing. I got the stickers from all those places. So it's just I, I this is like a freaking terrible habit though now because like I'm buying too many stickers everywhere I go. I only then, get you know, I only get one sticker from a country. Yeah. Right? So like I I this should Cafe Alu, which is in uh Rio de Janeiro, which is like my favorite coffee shop down there, thanks to David Prado. Hell yeah. Um but like that's my thing. Every country I go to, like I got a sticker from Parc de Gaulle in in um in uh uh, Barcelona, right? So like wherever I go, I'm putting yeah. these like little things. So like I like have all these metal water bottles. And so like when I'm around, it's like, oh, it's like this whole thing. Like yeah. keep traveling, keep fucking living. Hell stay, yeah, man. Stay the fuck out it's of the addictive. rat race. It's addictive. Right? Like I'd rather be broke and see the fucking world than have like hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're preaching to the choir. Oh, man. I know that, right? So like that's <laughs> that's why it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm, right? uh, I'm in debt traveling around the world. But hey, I'm not going to be this age. Like I'm a, I'm not going to do the American dream. It's like a sham. Like what? I'm going to wait till I retire and, I know. and then travel. And I won't even, I won't be able bodied if I get there. And who knows how long you survive after retirement. Dude, Everybody that's thinks they have a hundred years. Literally what I tell everyone all the time. Yeah. Well, like I was talking yeah. to, like, I love my therapist. Shout out to, to my therapist. Hey, but give me your number. <laughs> I need one. <laughs> but I, I was, really do. I was talking with, uh, with them yesterday and it was just pretty much like, for those who don't know, my mom w- was a was a young mother, so we're twenty years apart. So when, so I'm thirty six. My m- when my mom was thirty six, do the math. I was sixteen. She yeah. was traveling the world. She was seeing it, and she's fifty six now, and she's traveling the world, and she's like, that's awesome. I mean, she's also like, she's seen the world from the military. Yeah, but it's view. not the same. It, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've like, yeah. and I've come to this conclusion: like, I don't want to be my mother at fifty six seeing the world yeah. when I could exactly. have seen it at 36 when I'm young and able well, that's what and yeah, fucking exactly. like Some guy was if I want to go like talking fucking about that too like when I was in Rio I know I'm not a big dancer right and yeah. Rio was kind of cool because in Rio the men were actually dancing way more than the women so yeah. it was like kind of this like oh like like this cool thing yeah and like I danced until fucking five in the morning yeah that's awesome I and, like dancing but I've like been taught too much shame yeah, well, but that's From, America, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that's America. Like yeah. men shouldn't dance, right? Exactly. Like, I've been taught I don't think too it's much. Men shame. shouldn't dance. I think you just get made fun of for dancing badly, and you're no. just like, why would I yeah. do this? Well, like in my household, it is men shouldn't dance. Like, oh really? Like I, yeah, dude. Like, come from a conservative family, and I'm not that way. But like, yeah, it was just like super homophobic about everything. It's like, oh, you want to be an actor? Like. <laughs> You know, like yeah. <laughs> you, you want to like your dancing is like so everything, anything like that. There's so much shame behind it, and yeah. they're not, they're not like bad people for doing that. It's just literally how they've been raised. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, just like ignorance. Sh- yeah, it yeah. is, and it's just like, pff- and that's what I do like about international travel is because you kind of could, yeah, um, find different perspectives where you like 
you maybe you can't rewire the damage done <laughs> as a as a youth, but you could at least but realize it's that it's wrong. It's about growth. You know though. what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's a learning experience. Dude, that's exactly like I like I said I, I before I've discovered like I when I was working for Flow, I traveled a lot for work, and it's not the same obviously because you're like in an arena for the yeah. whole day, and you get like three days to kind of explore, and then you're gone, even though you've been there for like three weeks. Yeah, and but like. I went to Portugal, the UAE, Brazil, and I was like, I really like this. I went yeah. to the Bahamas. And then when they fired me, I was like, I'm going to go to Brazil for a month. Hell yeah, and Just dude. like, fuck it, whatever. And that's what I started doing. And then I was like, I just like traveling and like being in the city and like, did you go check out this, this, and this? And I was like, yeah, I went to that. I didn't go to that. I didn't have time. And yeah. like, you didn't have time. You were there for a month. It's like, yeah, I was fucking at the beach. Or yeah, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like so different. And you I was gotta do everything at your own pace, dude, for real. And I was trying to explain that to this guy at work the other day, because he was asking me like what I plan to do. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna stay in broadcasting in like the next five years. And like, yeah, me and my girlfriend were talking about going on a year long backpacking trip to South America. Yeah. And, you know, like obviously this is a really good paying job, but like, yeah, you know, like you're only this young for so long, and like, yeah, man. I can't really backpack through South America at like fifty. Uh, I and got a million can, things like that, and you kind of got to make a decision now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You kind of do. I mean, you can. I don't. I don't fear as much about being weird of doing crazy things in my fifties. I got more of a fear of not being like able. Yeah, but not I'm, being I'm like, not saying like, like weird, weird, but like yeah, you just can't, it's not the same. It's not the you, same at all. You can't yeah. enjoy it like your twenties and thirties. Yeah, and like, I there was some guy who was backpacking through Brazil when I was there with my buddy, maybe three or four years ago up in the north. He's a nice guy, but, like, it's like, dude, we're trying to go out and, like, have a great time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, and, like, he's like, we'll get drinks. And I was like, we're probably not going to drink with you, man. Like, <laughs> I'm already feeling weird yeah. now that I'm 30, and it's not, like, 30 is, like, the new 20. But yeah. it's still, like, yeah. you run into people that are, like, way younger than you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, am I, like, the not cool guy here? I was right always here? the not cool guy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah me too. So we're not, <laughs> like, I think, at I least think I had the illusion of, da like, David uh, was always the cool guy. Yeah. I was not the cool with, dude with his, with his swath cool hair. hair. Yeah, I just, cool hair. I just don't care. I don't care yeah. a lot what other people that's think what about cool me. Guys say. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not cool. Like, Just so we know, David's cool. Yeah, I'm, David's cool. I'm definitely David fucks. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely fuck. <laughs> I'm not cool. I just don't give a shit. Because I do, I do. I'm like, I'm bad at dancing, but I don't give a fuck if yeah. people see me. Well, that's nice. Honestly, my you big know? thing now is like, I like to dance. Of course, I, I'd say this. I don't dance. I like to move while I'm biking. So, like, when I do laps in, in Prospect Park, yeah. like, I just kind of, like, go yeah. with a groove. And, like, so yeah. the other day, somebody was like, nerd. And I was just like, fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's yeah. like, dude, I'm I'm a happy person right now. I like, think that's a wrestling thing, though, honestly, because when I go running, I do the same thing where I, like, yeah, you, yeah. You, know, you throw your hands like you're pummeling yeah. or whatever, yeah. but it kind of gets into, like, a rhythm. Yeah. Well, wrestling is dancing. Yeah. yeah. That, like, that's what, like, At least people... it's not capoeira, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. made-up shit. Dude, well, people, don't fight see, people don't see wrestling as an art, and I just think they're missing a whole, like, side of it. You know, yeah. that everybody is like, yeah, hammer on his head, like, use yeah. your muscles, and it's an well, art, it's, dude. It's, it's just it's like that art. match with... And uh, we're holding ourselves back, not treating it like an art, but some of the best guys, there is like, it's... it's like Kinda fighting right. and dancing together, yeah. it should be. Yeah, you look you know, at like there's uh, footwork. There's, there's, you know, absolutely. Jaden Cox and uh, Nate Jackson match when fucking Christian dumbass piles was like, doesn't look like there was a lot going on, and he was just, and and uh, Cox go well to the untrained eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, you it's fucking like, idiot. 
Yeah. Dude, I don't. So with, many people don't understand. With Christian, I just don't get like I. I don't want to hate too much because it's a double-edged sword. But like, you don't have to be the greatest wrestler to, or like athlete to understand yeah. the sport that you're a yeah. part of. You know what I mean? But you need to like with wrestling specifically. It's one of those sports that like you need to have like some kind of pedigree. But yeah, but just mm-hmm. for the pure under of success and understanding <sighs> yeah. it. Like, I wish they would. I yeah. wish they would get some more people. Like, can they fork out big bucks to get like DC in there or something? Because he does not broadcast. They, they don't gonna, have. They don't have DC, DC money. Yeah. But like, I mean, they got Ben Askren. I mean, but you could yeah. get some Askren money need somebody, in there. Maybe. You need somebody else too, though. It just kind of surprises person. me that there's no like wrestlers out there who who have some type of journalism degree. I or just don't think they let them in there. I know it's weird. It's, right? it's a very old boys closed yeah, door. Yeah, network. Exactly. And then they're like, I've done a lot of stuff like that, and they, they're never gonna let me in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But well, Christian is very like, because obviously I worked with them, and like, yeah, I can tell you for the most part who's cool and who's, and, and you know them. Yeah, but like Christian himself is very like, he's he's like a. The best way I love to put it is like he's like a pussy with a gun, right? Cause, yeah. Because they yeah. always, th- yeah, if you're yeah. a pussy I with understand. a gun, you're like, I'm a tough guy. Whatever. I understand completely. But then you like puff your chest out a little bit and it's like, well, you know, and that's kind of how he is. Yeah. I really wish that like punching someone in the face was legal yeah. because everybody and like most people. I would really totally punch him really in the face. Could, could use a punch in the face. Just because people can say whatever they want and yeah. they can act tough, but yeah. they don't have to back it up. Yeah. And, well, and if, if they run into a guy who actually time. will back it up, that guy's going to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? No, just, dude. Like the the law, like protects yeah. assholes. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know dude, what I mean? Yeah. It, um, you shouldn't be a mean person. Well, that was like Willie. You know what I mean? And Willie's everyone gets away with way. it. Yeah, Willie's and, definitely and like a mean person. Way. If you're an actual tough person, yeah. it's like I have like non-tough people be so mean to me all the time. But if you're an actual tough person, you have to have so much like – You don't uh, need to be tough. You, yeah, I know. I don't I don't need to look tough. But like guys who aren't tough do. Yeah. And it's just like, man – like you, a, you always have to be the guy that's like, uh, yeah. I'm walking away. I'm reserving myself. It's, I have restraint. I'm you're not, an idiot. I'm not an, saying I'm the toughest guy, but like, I'll we'll fucking figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, we'll find out what's gonna happen. Yeah. So many guys know that we yeah. never have to find yeah. out. So you know, but it also comes to like this like whole thing where like, as a society, we've never let young men lean into their emotions and their feelings. Like exactly, I saw it, you post about that. Yeah, right. I, and I'm hundred percent with you. And it's you. just like I was a very sensitive kid, right? Me and too. I was forced to get tough. You know, a lot of multiple reasons. Um, but like, sometimes that works, though. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it does work. But like for me, it didn't. I got too Man. hard. I got too hard. I was too right. And I was talking to uh, somebody personal. It's like I pushed too many people away because I got too hard. Because it's weird, it's weird you're bringing this up. Because man. like that's what like. This is old West mentality. It's like yeah. it's a gunslinger style still. Like we're still living in the in the 1700s where like bows and arrows and yeah. and indigenous people were scalping. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's the completely flip side where you get pussies with guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You, so like, but it's a weird line. Yeah. But like, yeah. it's weird you bring this up because what are they? I don't know how. There's like a word for it when something is just like all of a sudden it's everywhere. Like you're talking about something like that and you think it's. But I, I was just talking to other people about this, like before you posted that, and I, and I had a visit with somebody who was one of the worst people from my past as a wrestling coach. Yeah, yeah. And everyone I had 
they there was such a miscarriage of me like everybody thinks it's so weird that i was such a late bloomer but it's like if you knew who was coaching me from my youth to my high school years a bunch of asshole alcoholics that like still to this day all their answers were like yeah you just gotta be tougher like bang your head against the wall yeah, like yeah, and, yeah. and these guys are nowhere near my level of wrestling now but yet they still are explaining to me and Zach Sanders about what it's like to be on the Olympic level, even though they didn't graduate high school. <laughs> and it's like these guys, like they're so fucked up. And they think that they're like who I should aspire to be. Like, you got to be like me, man, get a city job and I'm retiring at 50. You want to move, you know, I got girls and I got like, I'm awesome. I'm still in shape. It's like, dude, you're a fucking loser. Like your kids hate you. Yeah. Uh, and like you fucked up your marriage because you're an asshole. Like none of your wrestlers are coming back and thanking you because Dude, he made me, like, a lot of them did. But they, he made me ashamed of my body, like, fucked up things. Yeah. He, he commented on my penis, like, when I'm, like, 10 years old. That's weird. Dude, like, that my head coach, he choked me in front of the whole fucking team. And I have, I've been quiet about this until, like, this really woke up. And, you know, everything goes back to your childhood yeah. and your parents. Yeah. It's childhood like, trauma, dude, man. Dude, like, they fucked me up so bad. And everything was like, you're a pussy. And, like, he brought it up, and, yeah. like, I wanted to fucking kill him, and I didn't, of course. But he was like, well, we just thought, you know, you were just soft. And, like, in their eyes, it's just like, yeah, Joe just got really tough as soon as he left off. It's like, no, dude, it's really telling that I was a national champ the summer I left you guys. It's because <laughs> you guys, your guys' answer to everything is you got to be tougher. And I was the toughest person in that room. I'm yeah. tougher than you. Yeah. You yeah. You, you have a child's, like. Mentality. You ha yeah, but they are in control of children. Like, I'm yeah. a child, and they're yeah. telling me. No matter what I'm going through, like father not being there, father being in the war, like having brother being in the war, like having raised my baby brother, you know, like school, like relationships, everything just in turmoil from such a young age. And like, yeah. and like I look back at it, I feel sorry for that kid that I was. And I was like, man, you handle it so well. But like I had a huge breakdown because everybody, any kind of role model, I or not role model, but any kind of, like, adult leader, in my life. Quote-unquote leader. Told right? me, like, well, you got to stop being a fucking pussy. And, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And whenever you won, it's like you didn't win by enough. And whenever you, like, you could, there's no, and it's just like this old world mentality that they're perpetuating because somebody told them they were a pussy at that age. Yeah. And you got to get tougher. And they're, they're still telling me that, like, because I just don't see them anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, and people wonder why I, like, had a terrible time in high school and why I don't really have much of a relationship with the place anymore. Um, even though like the whole coaching staff is pretty much, you know, different now, yeah. it's new people, but some of them were coached, you know, they're my buddies, but they were coached by the same people I was coached and they're still telling kids like be tough. Like, it's funny. Like when I have gone back and coached kids there, <laughs> you go through like five speeches of like, this is the biggest moment in your life and you got to toughen up yeah, and spring up in the action and don't that. have fear. And then like, they left me to be the last guy to talk. I'm like the guest appearance, like clinician. I'm like. Guys, this this isn't the end all be all. Like, have fun. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it doesn't. Enjoy yourself. Like, try as hard as you can, but don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like, you're too young to like. Like, you're talking yeah. to like fucking thirteen year old kids, or yeah. they talk to six year old kids this way. It's crazy. And it's just like, and that's what's like bad for our sport. Like, ever since I left college coaching, yeah. Like, and even like during kind of my college coaching career as a head coach, like. I like started to pull back from that mentality. Yeah. I was like, listen, man, it don't it don't matter. Right? This is just an, and especially now working with young kids, especially working with young boys. And yes, they're very affluent young boys. But like I still try to make like an impact. Like even yeah. this year, we had a bunch of young boys just like a lot of my beginners, like beginners yeah. are we consider our first graders or our kindergartners. And 
and like there were some who were just crying because they got knocked out of um of dodgeball. Yeah. And it was just like it's okay. Yeah. Like you you get like what happens when you get knocked out? I do my push-ups. Yeah. And then what happens? I go back in. So Yeah, dude. And, and it's just like I've tried to lean in more and like I take a lot of the the things that I've learned from wrestling and then I take a lot of the things that we're bad in wrestling. I'm like, yeah. no, no more of that. Like, we're yeah. not, we're not going to perpetuate this. Like, I don't subscribe to this, it. Like, and hard I don't subscribe mentality. to like, oh, all oh, kids are such pussies now. And I, I like, re- I have to remind people of what people said about them when they were that age. Yeah. Like, like my buddy, Absolutely. who's like a great guy. He's just talking about how his little brother's a pussy and doesn't. I'm like, like, dude, you. I mean, I know your older brothers. That's what they said about you, dude. Like, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't be that guy. So I'm trying my hardest not to be the monster. That I had. Yeah. And, like, the one big thing for me is going to be the alcohol because, like, you get older and you realize that, like, everybody that had, like, my little – I was, like, a ball of clay. Yeah. Everybody that had control over, like, what we mold this thing into were a bunch of fucking alcohol piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, like, I'm so messed up from what happened in my career and my life that it's, like, I usually don't, but I'm, like – I'm I'm going to alcohol a little bit, and maybe sometimes it's a good temporary solution. But I'm like, God, I don't want to I don't want to ever be like those guys, like you know what I mean. Yeah. And like my biggest thing, yeah, I didn't want to become like win or lose. I didn't want to become the guy in the bar, um, like shoulda, coulda, woulda, and like and and like like this guy who came back that coached me as a kid and as a high schooler, he's like talking to a bunch of twenty and thirty year olds every night, like he did that night. And his, his, his son is screening his calls because his son's in his 20s, and he doesn't want his dad there. His dad shows up to meet with us. He finds out where we are just so he can drink with us and literally talks all night, like, bragging about himself. Like, he's trying to That's impress. crazy, And dude. I hope he doesn't actually feel – I think he's got some serious shit wrong. Like, he really does think he's the shit. Like he's talking about his cars and his women and all this stuff. Like to, and no one's saying, like, cool, that's so impressive. We're all just, like, just letting him go. And he's telling us about what it's like to be an Olympic athlete, even though he's never been close. And, and it's like but I think telling I th- us about toughness. It's like, dude, you didn't even have the mental fortitude to get through high school. Uh, that You're probably me stems I'm not from tough. a lot of insecurity. insecurity uh, that's what I'm saying. I hope there's true insecurity there yeah. when he goes to sleep at night. Because if he's actually thinks he's the shit like that, that's like God. Because that's like, delusional, right? It's delusional, point, but it, I wish I had that, some delusion. It then. just makes me sad. But all, it all, is sad. I feel bad I mean? for his yeah. son. I feel bad for his but son. But even if uh, you kind of feel bad for, I mean, not necessarily, but in general, like that thought is like, kind of feel bad for him because it's yeah. like your life is disappointing. That's disappointing yeah. to me. You know I feel I mean? bad like, for him, but not as much as maybe you would because he he. Well, you know him. You know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucked me up. It's a he difference. But, like, the, the one but I don't necessarily feel bad for him specifically. I yeah, feel bad no. for like that situation. I feel bad yeah. for him because he's that 50-year-old still acting like an 18-year-old. Yeah. And I have so many of Which them is, in my neighborhood. I feel like they never left. It's a new thing. But I yeah. feel like that's a fear that we should, like. I'm not saying you should be a sad homebody at 50, but like your priority – like. You shouldn't want to hang out all the time with 20-year-olds when you're 50. I'm 36. I don't want to hang out with a 25-year-old. Yeah, Yeah. I know. know. If you're not 30, I'm like, uh. But we're doing the right thing. You can be comfortable with it. And you find the joy in it. But at, like, 50, I was like, we have nothing in common. We're doing the right thing, though. Like, we we look back in your 50s, and you're like, man, I really fucking did it when I was in my 20s and 30s. Like. Like going out to the bars every night is not going to be me looking and back. You'll at have 50 the being occasional like, night of that. Yeah, yeah but right. I mean, like I know these I know guys, people in their fifties yeah. who every now and then rage, and I'm like, I'm 36. Yeah, and like you're raging, no, and you. I know, I yeah. know it's like 
once every quarter. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I don't even rage like this once every six months. <laughs> I, right? I mean, I know some, like, my whole neighborhood, it's, like, it's more like an everyday thing. Too. Every weekend thing with these guys. Like, I know guys that get off of their, like, ridiculous shift. They show up to the bar instead of going to sleep, and then they go back to work. <sighs> It's it's fucking crazy. Well, it's man. because it's it's, it's like because they live this lifestyle. I mean, it's just kind of the terrible. American thing. But the one thing that I wanted to say, where I think you're going to do better, you know, per- perspectively, is like, like you you came on this, and 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 I had no real intention to really ask about the the trauma that you're like dealing with when it comes to the Olympic final trials, right? But like you speaking out about it right now is, I think. You know, in five, six years, it's going to be easier because, like, you let it out, right? Yeah. And you got out. Like, we don't have a huge following, but there are going to be enough people who listen yeah. to this, and they're going to have some empathy. They're going to have some compassion. They're going to they're going to they're going to take some things away from this. And you know, I think that's the bigger thing about this is like, I think I think men in general um, don't talk enough about emotions, and they don't talk about an emotions enough when it comes to sporting events because yeah. people maybe in general think like oh it's over move on yeah but like they don't understand to a full complex degree right too that comes with social media there's an apathy and you pair that with like american like be tough by a bunch of people who aren't tough yeah you know (laughs) so there's a there's a lot of that like delusional people who think that they're a cowboy yeah Yeah. well i mean i I think it's like a huge thing like you you have so many people who are like so invested in their sports team like yeah what anytime a world matches going on right like the teams that i root for in in order are spain mexico america yeah right like because that's just my heritage bloodline right so like that's what i what i like spain lost the other day in pks and like david was like they didn't even belong there i was like yeah like i'm i'm able to move on from that and yeah like i'm able well, to like, like denmark denmark didn't belong there right there's teams that play above their head yeah, yeah right of people played above yeah, yeah. like oh, yeah, denmark played sure. above yeah. spain oh, played yeah. above wales right yeah. um uh, Ukraine played above. Yeah. Even in, even right. in defeat, Hungary did, right? Yeah. And Belgium did. And, and But, and, like, in, and in America, we yeah, have absolutely. this, like... Well, Belgium th- performed below what they should have. Oh, yeah, I guess. They're the number one team in the world. They I guess, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, but they was, were in a murderer's but row. But they were in a crazy... T- that top side of the bracket, like... No fun. Yeah. No Ooh. fun. But, like, we... I, I, think, I think it's, like... I think especially in our sport, we don't talk about emotions enough. We don't, like, adjust our language... You know, we it's our country too, though. Y- yeah, like I said, travel. Well, yeah, I, you but know. I think one of the biggest w- problems is—I mean, it's paired off of what you're saying—but one of the biggest problems is like a lot of coaches don't take the time to fully understand the individuality of their wrestlers. Yeah, like 100%. wrestling is such an individual sport. Like with me as a wrestler in high school and in college, a little bit. Like you could be mean to me, you could be like, "Yo, fucking toughen up and get this shit done," yeah. and that worked for me. Yeah, you know, and that was, fu- and I didn't feel like. I didn't go home and think like, oh fuck, like I'm not, I'm worthless or like yeah. they don't like me. It just worked for me. Different personality. But like I know kids, like my nephew. When we're talking about kids who like aren't necessarily the toughest, he doesn't. He's not necessarily the toughest. Doesn't mean he's like a pussy. Yeah. But it, we're not. Me and him are not the same. Well, There's even different ways even, to coach even using yeah. that word in it, right? Like I've like kind of thought about it. It's like it's like it's, it's not about toughness. Well, it's it's just using like the word pussy in relation to like a man. And they're like, I'm a man of my generation. And I refuse <laughs> to stop. No, no but no, like, I mean, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, no, but it's just I like, I don't care. I'm just saying. No, yeah, no, no. Right. I, I know. I, right. It's just like we, we talk about these things and yeah. it's like the more I think about it, it's just like, 
Well, that even in itself is like kind of part of the problem. Yeah. Because Most now guys calling kids a pussy are pussies because yeah. it's a kid. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? It's I'm, like, but that's, fuck you, coach it's to better. emphasize the point. It's you like, I'm mean? not going to call my nephew a yeah. pussy because well, he's a not. A lot of people do, but, though. But a lot yeah, of people, yeah, I'm yeah, sure, right? have it, called him a pussy. And it's just like, but then it's like it's relating like this young man to a woman and that a woman's not good enough. And so like it becomes this like very intrinsic layer that's yeah. like. Maybe I'm reading too in too much, like yeah. like right, just because like I work with young boys, right? Yeah. So like I have to think about the language that I use yeah. so much more critically, and young, I would never. Young boys are just little soft weirdos. Yeah, yeah. that's figure yeah, out yeah. what's yeah. the best but way like, for it. Right. Like but every like, grown, you, every grown man is still that young boy. Yeah, yeah. He just he just he isn't tested. He isn't going through like those crazy yeah. life changing moments anymore, yeah. and they they really really forget what it was like yeah. really fast. Yeah. Just like the coaches but, who who like. There's so many coaches I know that were the like the biggest fucking pussies, like we're saying. Yeah. But then once they are a head coach, they're so hard on everybody. Yeah. yeah. And they're like still projecting from that time. When they look back at their career, they still think that they were a tough guy. But that's they the weren't thing a tough like guy. And it's like you're perpetuating yeah. what happened to you. Yeah. Like, like you, I was you like I was a very sensitive <laughs> kid. And like I think if I would have had found more success in high school, yeah. is if my coach wasn't so hard on me. But that's me my too. point. Me right? Too. Like he just you wasn't. You were a different approach yeah. than me. Like me, it slammed me on the back and say, yeah. get your fucking shit together yeah. and go. And with you, it's like, hey, how are you feeling? What do you think about this? Are you comfortable? What can I do to help you? Yeah, like, yeah. And that's a how, different approach. And you that's how I and that's how that I way. treated my athletes, especially when we went to major tournaments but and that's regionals. The, I mean, that's the problem with the one size fits all coaching style. It's, it doesn't. You gotta, that, well, you gotta be personalized. Everyone thinks like Dan Gable knew what he was doing, so like that's how everyone should do it. He's yeah. the winningest coach. Yeah. And he, Dan Gable found guys that fit his form. He didn't exactly. Yeah, he didn't he, mold guys into his. Those yeah. guys already wanted to be. And warriors. if there were any yeah. mistakes, we didn't hear their names, and they left the yeah. college. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of stories like that. Yeah. Of like fuck Iowa. I went there. You know this it, and that. Dude. And it's like anybody who was a misfit. Yeah, they just well, they just were but out. You, but you see how the brands coach the brands still coach kind of like with that Dan Gable mindset. Yeah. And they have that attitude. And it's like that's you guys are fucking weird, man. Yeah, like yeah. I don't want to. That's an uncomfortable environment for me. Well, it's just it's just uh, it's coming more and more in my eyes. You know, it kind of sucks because it's kind of getting over your own ego. But yeah. it's getting more and more of who do you want to be, and yeah. not not yeah. like what do you want to accomplish. Yeah, like it is like I am a goal oriented person. Like I came out of the womb like I need to succeed in yeah. order to breathe. Like, I don't feel like I deserve to live if I'm not successful. Yeah. Like, that's a freaking problem for me. Well, wrestling's like, I constantly weird, man. have to they be create that. successful. Yeah. And, and, like, um, but now I'm thinking more in terms of, like, man, success isn't everything. Because I know a bunch of successful people that are very, like, terrible people. Yeah. Or they're living a very sad life. Yeah. Or they're living a very ignorant life. Like, they may think it's a great life. But I'm looking at it. I'm like, that's you not you how I want to live. You need to find your own success. Like, you're, yeah. an, Oli- you're yeah. an Olympic champ and you're coaching a bunch of people to be, like, successful. But... You, in my eyes, you live, you, you waste your time in so many ways that I wouldn't, and you're not living a full life. No. And it's like, yeah, you got to define everything, and it's more about what do you want to do. Yeah. And there's so many things I want to do. My weirdest thing with that, because you're talking about like Olympic champs who are just like continuing their cycle within the sport, yeah, and, and I'm, I wasn't that good, obviously. But it's like, I think, and I love wrestling, but you think about like, I feel so, I've like most of my life has been designed around wrestling up until maybe the last like five to seven years. Yeah. And it, you, as I've kind of filtered and peeled away like my wrestling to like, oh, I can like I can be more interested in soccer. Yeah, exactly. Right now this year. Like yeah. then I don't have to follow wrestling completely because I want to know what's going on with the Premier League. And like 
initially I felt guilty about that. Sounds liberating. I you understand what you're saying. It is. Yeah. I'm, still yeah. I'm still in the guilt side. Yeah. Of no, I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, you're dead ass. You're like two months out of it. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, <laughs> it's, it's okay. And you I'm got a couple of, of years. I'm like, out of it, and I've been in like yeah. every wrestling room in between trips. Yeah, dude. And then but like, like that's but your I'm, way of coping yeah. with your we're trauma. S- yeah. We're still involved. Like, if someone's like, you want to go to wrestling practice today? Like, fuck yeah, let's go. Let me find my shoes. But like, but the the fact is like being able to be like, do you want to go? to this tournament like do you want to go watch the trials in, in state college and be yeah. like in state college is what three hours away yeah, yeah. And it's like no i don't i yeah. don't want to go there like i have i'm gonna go to the park and drink with my friends yeah and like that's well, that, what i'm, I'm gonna starting do. to make decisions like that yeah and, and it's liberating but like the sad thing for me is there's no escape um because it, some reason it's socially acceptable to just be like, why do you deserve to exist? You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody initially, it's like, what's your name? What do you do for a living? Are you a piece of shit? And well, it's that's like, that's America, I dude. If, yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. if I don't mention wrestling, what I've been doing with my life, yeah. I'm just a guy who's done nothing other, yeah. than, other than sport. Like, I'm a, I have a lot of people that, that like me. I've done a lot of epic things as yeah. far as traveling, all that stuff. Like, like a lot of experiences. But from a professional standpoint, mm-hmm. like everybody is just constantly like, well, what do you do for a living? Are you, are you a deadbeat? And it's like if I I don't want to mention wrestling because yeah. I don't want to have the same conversation yeah, with yeah. everyone I meet. Yeah. Oh, how'd you do? And blah, blah blah. And it's just like, and I'm not a like hold back guy. I'm an open book. So it's yeah. like I end up just getting in the conversation of, yeah, well, I was as close as you can come twice to going to the Olympics. I've been wrestling for 24 years, and uh, I gave it everything, and uh, I got fucked over this year. And yeah, you know, I mean, and it's like. I have that conversation over and over again, even in Alaska. Yeah. And I have some fucking douchebag who who's never wrestled before, doesn't even understand like that level of anything. And they, they say hurtful comments all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you didn't go. Must have must have not been good enough. Must have not, not been that mo- good. Must've, yeah, must have not been that great. They if only uh, sent six people every yeah. four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. fuck yeah. yourself. And then Shut I the have fuck. to give them yeah. a fucking lesson on how what it takes to get there. And uh, it's just – it's terrible, but like, so I don't want to mention that. That's part of why I want to be in the wilderness or travel the world at this time. Yeah. But like, even uh, everywhere in the world, it's like it's socially acceptable to ask that. And and then for me, like, I think people care about it way more here. Like yeah. It's very important to be defined by your exactly. job in the yeah. states. Well, it's, no. it's, 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 it's in a other status places thing. too. It's in other places but too. But I found th- no, I agree. First but world places, maybe more. But than I found it realistically the only place it really, really mattered was here. Yeah, you know, and I like mean, they it matters, ask it, it in like England. In, it matters in Belgium. Yeah, you know, but like, what I think it matters in a lot of European places. But um, I just think capitalism. E- yeah, capitalism. even even from me though, like South I feel, I feel, I feel bad if I don't mention it because it's like, yeah, shit, I'm a, like a nobody. Like outside I, of this sport, I'm a nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like yeah, but you are somebody. You are, you're you see like you're a world traveler. I know right? I'm like saying that, emotional, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, emotionally no, I what, what I mean. feel like. It's like yeah. people ask me that question and I don't tell them what I've been doing. It's like I don't really have anything else to say about. <laughs> I, I mean, I can talk a lot about my experiences because I think that I've had so many experiences. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. professionally. Yeah. Like c- career wise. I mean, know? speaking of profession, you wanna you wanna talk about what professionally will be coming for you next, or like I know, sure. I know you and I have had conversations about it. And, yeah, and I know you. I'll, got I'll just put it at this. So like, I'm I'm either gonna take the assistant coaching job, a volunteer assistant coaching job at Illinois or at Northwestern. Like we did it down to those, and uh, you know which one. I'm yeah, going yeah, to. right. You know which one I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. And it's very exciting, but it, but it's also been a you know a pickle. Indiana. It's a twist, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's coming to NYU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I would, I would if I could. 
They're I would, not love, I would, you I would yeah. love to live here. No, no yeah. wrestling place pays you anything. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. I was talking to some places like, yeah, we can give you like a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks. Is that right? I'm like, I'm yeah, for the I'm entire like, season. I'm like, what? How do you think I'm gonna live? Do you yeah. look at rent? Do you? Yeah. Are you gonna let me live yeah. in your house yeah, for free? Jesus. Yeah, but dude. um, but yeah, I mean, that's all been just such a and and it's weird. It it it's made the whole summer with everything I'm dealing with, um, crazier and harder. But it's also, I mean, it's nice to be wanted. Like, I, I basically have been telling every coaching opportunity, like, yeah, I don't know if I want to coach. Like, I, I'm probably going to just go in a totally different route. And so I'm basically having, like, some pretty big places, like, telling me they want me. And, again, like, because of the miscarriage of me in high school, I never got the opportunity of being recruited by anybody. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then it's weird because as an RTC athlete, like a senior level athlete, I've been recruited by some huge you know, names and places. And then now as a coach, it's the same thing. So it's kind of weird. It's like having that uh, experience of being wanted by big places uh, that I never got because, yeah. like, I was coached so poorly <laughs> and uh, just treated terribly. Like, I was just treated like dirt. And uh, I don't really talk about it. And I've kind of just kind of like yeah, hit, it's hit it. Good for and, you. And like, yeah, it's good for me. And I'm talking about it now. But like, yeah, because being silent, like you're saying, and like not talking about it is exactly what led me to my biggest downfalls. Like as a as a teenager, I had some huge breakdowns, like serious mental illness because it was just be tough. Don't don't complain. Don't talk about it. And uh, I had nobody. I was like looking back, I was begging for like a positive male role model. Yeah. And I didn't have one. And, you know, I found, like, Coach Powell at Oak Park, but that wasn't my high school coach. Yeah. And, like, really, like, I give him so much credit for everything good that happened to me eventually, and he does deserve it. But it's not like he was giving me, like, individual time. It was like I was just uh, the quiet kid in their room just listening to everything he was saying, and I was taking his lessons to heart. It's not like he took me under his wing completely. Like, he helped me a lot. But it's like I would just being a fly on the wall in their room is what kind of saved me. But, like, <laughs> you know, but, like – yeah, man, I looking back, uh, my dad wasn't around for like 10 years. He's kind of addicted to going overseas and, and fighting in combat. And then like I had an older brother who kept uh, getting into trouble. Then he eventually he went to military school and then he went into the war, too. You know, and it's like and they were like in the shit. Like my brother was a ranger. And my dad was a Green Beret. They were like in the shit. And you got to watch the news and see th this many people died in, in Afghanistan today and this many people died in Iraq. And th that's where my. My dad and my brother just keep going and going, and I had to pretend like they didn't exist. Like, the only way to cope with my dad might die every day is that they don't exist. And it's, it's really kind of – there's a lot of resentment there that he doesn't maybe deserve because he just thought he was going to come home and be the hero. But it's like, dude, you, you had a family. Like, you chose yeah. to go. And my yeah. mom had to give him an ultimatum. Like, if you go again. We're leaving. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, it, and so I didn't have anybody there, and I, was, I had to be there for my mom. And and my mom was like similar to you, like had us really young, but she didn't travel anywhere. And it breaks my heart because she's just one of those ladies that has like pictures of Paris all over her wall and she's never been and she may never go. Like I'm trying to make her go. Like I'll pay for the ticket. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a million excuses. You know, it yeah. just comes down to fear and like I shouldn't spend money on that. Yeah, and yeah. like uh, and It's like that old school mentality. Exactly. Right? And, uh, and it makes me sad, but I'm kind of like giving up. I'm not going to make her go. But yeah. maybe if I move out there, maybe I can get yeah, her over yeah. there. But, you know, I mean, I definitely empathize with what, what you're saying. Like my mom did 33 years, 35 years in the military. Yeah. Right. So pretty much my in my entire youth. Right. She missed a lot of pivotal moments. 
there was a lot of resentment for a lot of times because yeah. you're fucking you're seven. You yeah. have no you have no clue why you're making yourself breakfast. You have no clue why you're putting yourself to bed. You have no yeah. clue why you're doing your own laundry. You don't understand like that there are hundreds and thousands of other young individuals your age going through the same thing. It's just like this perpetuated kind of way of like, well, America first and you got to yeah. do your duty. And, and there's for a long time, I held a lot of resentment towards my mom, all unjustified. Right. Yeah, me but, too. but it's just like, you know, now that we're getting older and therapy is like a thing that we can embrace and openly speak about it. Like I'm a huge advocate of therapy. I like yeah, almost, I need to get back. To I it. almost always talk about it on every episode at one point or another. And, and it's, it's really important. Well, I'm that serious. Give me, give me I, your, your person's number. I, your therapist's I, I, number. I will. Um, and, 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 you know, the pandemic has only exacerbated the need for it and then the need for actual universal health care so people yeah. can do it, right? Like, we would probably— I'm still trying to tell my parents about how fucked up this country is. Mm -mm. And, the, and they still—they <laughs> are the very people who are getting fucked, yet— They yet don't they, see it. They don't see it. It's, it's just a brainwash, you know? It's like—and I love them, but it's like, guys, like, we're voting— you are voting for the wrong people. Like, they don't give a fuck about us. Look at our lives. Like, look what happened. Like, look how untaken care of we are, even though you are a veteran that gave everything to your country. You know, yeah. it's like my grandpa was, too. And you know what? The, the IRS was taking couches out of his house. You know what I mean? It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with this place? Like, uh, everybody's so used to debt here. And you're people don't get into over their eyeballs in debt with college and healthcare and all these other things. Yeah. And why, like, so many people I know, like, well, yeah, well, good luck paying 50% in taxes or whatever. I was like, I would pay that much in taxes if I trusted my government. You pay that anyways. Yeah. It's just in different fees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we it's and we have to tip here and we have all these taxes. Yeah. It's bullshit. And there's nothing to show for it in this country. I mean, so, like, they get New free York college, City free roads healthcare. are the worst. Exactly. Yeah, dude, right. And it's They're, like, honestly, the road out to. Uh, the trains aren't much better. The the road that fucking road out to um, um, in in the DR where we started. Oh, uh, but that's a private Chinese road. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> and no, you but, gotta pay the tolls for that. No, yeah. but even still, right? It's like, the nicest road you've ever driven on. But yeah. like, we still pay tolls here, and the roads still fucking yeah, suck, that's right? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's wh that's my that's true. Yeah. That's my equivalent, right? Like. We pay that's that Beijing money. Yeah, son. that's uh -huh. right. Well, <laughs> we pay the tolls and our tolls. Our, yeah, none of us trust our government. That's why we don't want to give them any tax Fuck money. Them. And you know what? They so don't. So I'm they, all about under the money. They don't deserve our trust. They're terrible. They're, you know, they're a bunch yeah. of crooks. But like, I would pay as much as Scandinavians or or Belgians pay for taxes if I got free college and free health care and like if all this beautiful ta infrastructure. High taxes are a great thing yeah. if the money is allocated properly. Exactly. And not going to and Kanye and West. And, and it's never going to happen There's here. so many loopholes where you can fucking fuck taxes over. You yeah. can divert Billionaires money. Billionaires are paying $700 yeah. dollars a year and I'm and I'm <laughs> like paying thousands. Yeah. Even though I, I, I pay fucking $10,000 in taxes Yeah, I barely year. have a livable wage and yeah. I'm like freaking <laughs> I mean, thank God I don't have fucking kids because that yeah. would have been like, I would, I would cut my dick off. Dude. It's like, absurd. Oh my God, It's absurd. Man. But um, dude, with what you're talking about, like I need therapy again, but uh, it's so hard for me to go back to it because like I had it as a youth. Like when we were talking yeah. about like everything we were going through, and like therapy, and therapy as a kid, as a youth is not it's useful. It's terrible. It's fucking it's, horrendous because, because they tell your parents and other doctors everything. And they they all they do is diagnose and give you some medicine. And it's just like Riddling instead of ADD. instead of listening to like, oh, you're you're sad about this. Like, oh, your friend or whatever. They just write down like dependent or they, they're like, I'm feeling 
like this, you know, I'm feeling so sad because of this. They're just like, oh, depressed. You know, like they're yeah. not like working through problems with you. Yeah. And like they're when you're a youth, you have no control over. But you don't have any even coping skills. Yeah. Even what goes into your body. Like, you know, I was just getting medicated against my will but like for years. Also you know, like, like it's just how do I go back to therapy when like that was my experience? But I know I have to like yeah. because of what I'm going through right now. I have no choice. Well, the difference you know? is you have control over it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Right. And also like the other thing is like as as a as a kid, they don't give you the coping skills to like deal with a lot of the pressure that you're going into. And then when you're in a sports setting, they sure as shit don't give you any no. coping skills to like handle stress and anxiety of just like. I just I don't know. I, I figured it all out on my own kind of. But, like, but uh, everybody's different. Yeah, no, I, mean, like I, did, I did, too, after a lot yeah. of pain. And then, like, even even with you or anybody, I, I always ask, well, what would have you done if you did have it better and differently? Like, somebody yeah. may think, like, I'm, I am I have no qualms with how I was coaching and stuff like that, but you don't even know how it would have been if I mean, you were I coached by somebody I think I could have had better. better coaching and better. Like, yeah. That, I mean, that's uh, – like, I'm not saying it was, like, a cakewalk and it was the yeah. easiest. But, like, I was just – I don't know. I don't deal with anxiety. I don't have. Yeah. I didn't have any issues. I had a great support system overall. It's nice. Like, yeah. No. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I can't contribute. No, I know. This. No, but, but like I mean, I, but also it's not about contribution, right? It's no, just no. like, you know, it's just it's all I can do is acknowledge. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. like, well, like my buddies that were on my same high school team with the same coaches, like so many of them, I mean, they didn't get, they didn't, fi- you know, know anything else. Yeah. You know, but they they look back at high school and they like they love what my coaches taught them. Yeah. They still live by it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like fucking Cobra Kai. It's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> Cobra Kai. But like I'm the only one from from there that's that's gone on yeah. to Pass. have the success that I've had and, and be an international wrestler and wrestle freestyle and Greco on the world stage and, and all this shit. And and so I know what it's like to be yeah. coached by somebody who isn't a drunk asshole. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like to give you just a point of reference, like one of our coaches, other than this guy, he got he got fired from the Chicago police because he had sex with a prostitute in the police station. These are the people that were molding my young mind. <laughs> oh my and, god! And I was, I was, yeah, my what head do you coach, think? my <laughs> head coach choked me. It's in illegal. Fr- my head coach choked me in front of the whole team, <laughs> and I didn't tell anybody. Oh my god! You know, man. but like, who am I going to tell? My dad's not even around, and yeah. I, all I did was feel bad for my mom. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to trouble her. Yeah, I was completely are. alone. You Jeez. know, and, and so how does how does this kind of like. You know, you're pretty positive. You know, we've had a, a, a conversation about it, and, you know, you know what I said, and, you know, um, but, like, if you decide to go into the coaching world, which, you know, I think we th- – I think you will, right? Yeah. How is this – how are these these moments in your life and your your success that you've had and the hurdles that you've had, like, going to kind of dictate your coaching style? Yeah, right? I guess, like is I that guess, something that like you've thought about in general? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, like that's kind of what Zach Sanders talked to me about because like that guy showing up, like we didn't invite him. Like I was with his son, who I feel bad because he ruined his son's career, and there's a reason why his son doesn't answer his call at night because he's drunk and he's trying to show up where we are, which is yeah. weird. Yeah, but um, uh, this guy shows up, and it's just like the reason why I don't hang out around my na- my old neighborhood or with those guys is because. I don't want to run in. I can't control who shows up. And this guy shows up, and he's – I haven't seen him in a long time. He's one of the worst people from my past as far as coaching. And you know what? I'm really nice to him to this day when I see him. I try and forgive people. I try to – but, like, he pushed me to the point where I had to, like, stand up for myself that night. And if it got any worse, it might have, like, been, like, you know, I'm at my buddy's house. He shows up to, like, his son's friend's house. 
and his son is married and has kids. So I'm like, I'm not going to start a fight with this 50-something-year-old drunk idiot right now. But, yeah. like, I had to stop him and be like, no, you know what? I'm not a I'm not a child anymore. You can't tell me the way it is. Like, you were wrong. Yeah. Look at your life. You're not a success story. Like, it, and it's just like it got weird to the point where my buddy was just like, all right, everybody, we got to go. You know what I mean? But in the starting of that night, I really did kind of snap into, like, yeah. being that afraid little kid again. And I just said, be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I can fucking manhandle this person. You know what I mean? It's just like if I needed to. Like, but I don't want to get into a fight because, like I said, you could just get in trouble. But he deserves uh, he deserves it. But um, I'd rather let him just suffer in his own misery. But anyways, Zach Sanders was just at the end of the night. You know, it's hard to control your emotions when you have somebody who hurt you in your past show up like that and uh, and still be the same exact way. Still, like, calling you soft when you were younger. <laughs> it's like, oh, so you think I just magically got unsoft when I left <laughs> you guys? <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. I was the only kid in the history of the school that wrestled year-round that did – Every fucking tournament, every camp, every, like, I was, like, running out of gas just going to different restrooms. And in, instead of being like, wow, this kid really wants it, they hated me because they were jealous that I was going to other rooms for coaching. But yeah. it's like they didn't do anything in the offseason. Yeah. They'd rather me sit at home and do nothing than be coached by other people because they're egos. Yeah. Why they have egos, I don't know. It must be the alcohol <laughs> because they're not, like, world beaters. But anyways, um, Zach was like, yeah, you know, you can just use this and don't. Don't become them. And I, and I knew that. And I did that with wrestling because the one guy that was successful at our school, like he was one of our only state champs, he was an asshole. And when I did get successful as soon as I left the school, I, I, I just always could look back at him and be like, I don't want to treat my teammates and other people like he treated <coughs> us. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I didn't. You know, w with all my success that I had, I always treated everybody like a friend. And I, I always tried to be inclusive. Like, I, I invite everybody to everything. Yeah, I mean, I that's how we became friends. Exactly. And I, I try and be the guy that I could have used. You know what I mean? But sadly, I only get treated well when I'm successful. And luckily, I've been successful since high school. But still, you know, it's just a fucked up thing about humans. Yeah. yeah. You Nepotism. Know, but uh, where I come from, I, I was, like, decided a long time ago, like, if I'm ever successful, I don't want to be – the fucking elitist, like piece of shit that I had, and then it's funny because I I've exceeded their level by so much. And that that one guy from my high school, he actually came back to me crying, and like I never had my time to shine in college. And it's like because you were a terrible person. And when you got to college, <laughs> when you got to college, you got kicked out of two D one scholarships because you you fucked up a bunch of times because Jesus. nobody, everybody like that terrible coaching staff. You were successful, and all they did was like, let's do him whatever he wants. Let's tell him he's awesome. He's awesome. He's yeah. awesome. Even though he's being an asshole. Yeah. There's no like. There's no accountability. There, there, so it's it's coaching people to be good people, and I helped him out. I helped him come back and win a D2 title, and I forgave him, and it's weird. Like, all these guys who told me I was soft came back saying, like, I can't believe, like, you've gotten so much better, and they're crying to me. Like, they tell me I'm soft, and they come crying to me. And that is, like, the one nice thing about this. Uh, but they still damage the fuck out of me. But it's don't become them, and it's going to be, like, you know, it's hard. When you got other people on the coaching staff, they're going to want you to bend to their style. But I, I got to stay – um, uh, I can't, I can't compromise with what I think is right. And I, I gotta be invested in the individual. I don't care if the individual transfers and go to a different school. I don't care if the guy I've been coaching for 10 years picks another school other than my school. I am not going to be loyal to a program. I'm going to be loyal to individuals because we yeah. need more of that in this sport. And we just don't have it. You know, we love someone until they go to a different school. Fuck them. They're dead to me. Like, yeah. And it's, it's terrible. Like I, I tell kid. I, like, try to get away from 
wrestling and coaching after this, and I've had so many individuals come to me. And it, it's kind of like <laughs> this old freaking – there's the Eastern philosophy on that. When the pupil's ready, the coach will come kind of like – and yeah. like these, these, these kids are coming to me, and I'm, I can see – I found a few individuals that I, I can see that they want it, and everybody uh, – I, I wanted it. I did all the right things yeah. as a high schooler, and nobody took me under their wing. I found out on my own, and then I struggled later on when I I struggled with all the support and the love, and everybody wants to coach you once you're good. I had I had trouble with that because I was so used to being alone. But it took so long because I was so alone, and it was me against the world because everybody I had as a coach was an asshole, like seriously terrible, you know, degraded the shit out of me. Um, and uh, I never got close to my potential until I left. But it's don't be like them. Try and understand them. Be patient. Um, if they if they have to leave, like, think about it from their – Something's making yeah. them want to leave. Yeah, think about it from their point of view and understand and still love them through it and don't be a piece of shit just because it hurts your program. And yeah. And stuff like that. And then being open to individuals, not just not just emotionally, but also, like, technically. And, like, it's like you see these programs that, that will train somebody to do the same takedown when one guy is, like, a lanky string being – and and one guy's like some short jacked like explosive guys like those are two different guys. Yeah. And yeah. Luckily, luckily so I'm saying understanding I, your wrestler. I yeah. reached a, a high enough level to where like I have a pretty intimate knowledge of like some things that few wrestlers understand, like few coaches understand. Yeah. And um, I mean, big thing for me is just how to use your body most efficiently. Yeah. And, and like that's something that I never really learned until recently, and it's like the things I used to do with like with like s- maximum output, I can do with very minimal effort because I just feel this pressure and it's like, shoot, uh, like you letting him go where he wants to go. <laughs> it's yeah, such yeah. a, like we say it, but we don't really uh, apply it enough. They, we use so much horsepower and muscle. Yeah. And I was one of the strongest kids like always. And so I always use horsepower and now like I can still, I can do things more efficiently and better and conserve uh, energy and stuff like that. And I, I mean, that'll be like, okay, that'll be like technically how I'll do things differently. But I'm very much uh, looking at this. I look at it like art, and uh, I have a really different view than most Americans. So the coaching road for me, until if I stay in coaching, until I'm head of the helm, it's not going to be easy for me either because I'm going to disagree with with everybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so I just got to like be like, I'm not going to be like uh, fighting over things. I'm just gonna be like, okay, like we'll do it your way. But like, if you ask for my input. I'm going to have a different mentality. I'm going to have a different answer. And most people who question that, they, even in the D1 coaching realm, like a lot of them, they don't know what I know. Yeah. You know, you know what I, I mean? mean and, and, it's, and that's fine. And I don't care, you know. But my, 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 um, like one of my big advantages is if, if people don't want me to coach there or whatever, I'm like, fine, fuck it. Like I don't want to be a coach. Coaching is calling me. Yeah, Res- the wrestling is pulling me back. I don't want to be a coach, and I think that's going to make me a great coach. It's like a politician who's not a politician. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but I, I didn't don't know. Ask, that's I didn't how we got Donald Trump, bro. Yeah, yeah but I mean, if if Donald Trump be like Donald, if no. Donald Trump was a good person with the know-how, if, if it was somebody who actually knew about you know everything it requires to know about yeah, being a president, yeah, he wasn't a psychopathic but, but narcissist, and <laughs> that's why people say that women would make better leaders because. They have a proven track record. It's like kind of the same thing. Like I'm saying that I would be a good coach because I don't need to be a coach and I'm not going to – I'm going to do my best to not throw my ego and my bad experiences into it in a bad way. 
like um i mean that's even one thing i do with like the the private lessons i do with the kid it's like yeah. he's he's long and lanky yeah and Coaching those to be that kind i was like listen i have you, to, you I have like to those outside really <laughs> it's like you like those outside shots like those outside shots we're gonna go with it and with that we'll be right back ExpressVPN is the world's largest premium VPN service provider with 3,000 plus servers and 160 VPN server locations in 94 countries and blazing fast speed. ExpressVPN allows the users access to their favorite events, shows, and movies from around the globe, even behind paywalls. To order, click the link in the fightsite.com Twitter bio or the banner at the bottom of the fight-site.com homepage. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Mostly gentlemen, I assume. <laughs> to all those ladies out there, yeah, thank for, you. For the three of you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that lesson on VPNs. <laughs> Good stuff, bro. <laughs> yeah. MA has a very soothing advertising voice. Express VPN. It's good things. But, yeah. Man. Yeah, going over some heavy stuff. Yeah, where, went down where do you want to take this? Went down, a, went down a hole there, huh? Yeah, man. I can uh. keep going down holes. My, like, a lot of my friends. Oh, I didn't even mean that. My, uh, <laughs> me and Marcy went to the dog park yesterday after I got off work. And because it's so warm Oh, did out. you work on the 4th? No, I was off. Oh, uh, I wish I would have known. I would invite you for the barbecue. You, I thought you were. No, I stayed. I got oh. too hungover. Dude, me and my so my friend moved to town from Pac-12. I used to work at Pac-12 Networks. Oh no! Nice. And like you know how you go to a place and like you hope like you make a couple decent friends and like they're yeah. lifelong. Like for some reason at Pac-12 we just lucked out, and there's like ten of us who are all like we're just good friends, and it's like everywhere we've moved we just support each other, we help each other out, and like. My friend just moved here from who she lived in Portland and now she moved here with her husband. And like, so we went out on 4th of July because I thought you were in Fire Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what Marcy said you were. And I was like, well, well you said you were working and Marcy had uh, the Black Coffee concert. Marcy had the Black Coffee concert. So and I thought I w might have been working. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I didn't even reach out, but I did like a very impromptu barbecue. Oh. And we uh, just went on the roof. And dude, the fucking fireworks in this neighborhood yeah. were fucking yeah. bangy. Dude, oh, yeah. like they were going off like right on the right on the corner. Just so like we went boom. We, I went out with my friends to some rooftop with her and her husband and Marcy was there for like two hours to some rooftop bar in like Midtown because they really want to go to a rooftop. They just moved here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For those who couldn't see, I rolled my eyes heavily because a it's Midtown. Yeah, exactly. The, and then B, it's like, oh, Midtown rooftop. Even Lord. she even <laughs> even when she sent me the thing, she was like. I know it's Midtown, but <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go to a rooftop. I support rooftop bars, yeah. just not in Midtown. And, <laughs> I, was, and I was like, I'll, like, I'll do whatever you want to do. Like, I had no plans. But we drank a lot, and <laughs> it was pretty messy. Nice. And then they, like, they were passed out by, like, 10 o'clock. And then as I was walking home from their apartment, because they live, like, straight down Ludlow, like, Oh yeah, yeah, ten blocks away. Ludlow's great. Yeah, and they some uh, good bars on that lot. Yeah, well, that's what's <laughs> funny is because I ran into my coworker who I work, this woman that I work with at ABC, who's like very much like a rave head girl, <laughs> doing yeah. the like nice, you know, and like she like ran into me and she was like, oh my god, like 
I remember the girl who I told you who I was texting one time about like I wish her mom was like my sugar mom. Oh yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. Who yeah. got really upset about yeah, it? Yeah, she got really. Oh. She got. Re- she, she's like one of these girls who's like. She's a trust fund kid for sure. She's oh, from yeah. a rich Long Island family. There's a lot but of she's like, here. She's, yeah, and she, but she's like lives, I don't know. But she's nice. She's really nice. But I made some comment because I was talking about going to Brazil. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, I wish I could go to Brazil and da 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 And she's like, I need a sugar daddy. And I was like, yeah, me too. And like <laughs> da 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 And she's talking about how her mom said she would pay for stuff for her. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I wish your mom was my sugar mom. Like It's like a light joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But it's when you when you say you already want one, you're just kind of com- yeah. you're kind of commiserating yeah. that you're both uh, that you're both poor, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that you're like But I but I th- I made a comment uh, after I, that. I was like, shit, I wish you both were. I could live vicariously through your financial support through your mom. Yeah, trying she, to backpedal. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, well, I think it's a little weird that you're, like, saying this about, don't you have a girlfriend? And I was like, yeah, I'm not saying. It's, it's just I, all the insecurity yeah, of being a rich I like, kid. Probably. I don't want to fuck you. Like, yeah. you've met my girl. Like, don't you have a girl? She was like, don't you have a girlfriend? I was like, yeah, Jeez. you literally met her, like, three times. <laughs> Never make it. Make it like but weird like that. So I was just like, "All right, I'm out of this conversation." It was, I a, told light, it was a light joke. Yeah, I told M.A. about it, and he was like, "That's weird." But I did have a sugar mama opportunity recently. Hey, yeah, and uh, I did not get after it, but uh, <laughs> you know, maybe if I wasn't married, I yeah. would. But like, I, yeah, I had to tell my wife about it. it was yeah, cra- it was crazy. If I, I ever get I the chance for a sugar mama, it, yeah. I'm in. So they could a, be fucking nighty. <laughs> I'm always meeting like the most ridiculous people in airports, and sometimes I actually like we hang out again. And I don't know what I don't know what it is about my face, but like it makes certain like douchebags want to fight me, even though I'm having like a happy-go-lucky time. And I'm it's because you're having I'm a happy-go-lucky. Yeah, I know time. people don't like seeing me have a good time, or like when I'm miserable, I just have like random women just like. Is this is this seat taken on the bar? And I'm just like, no, you can sit down it's there. It's because you're a Chicago the, 7. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> Chicago <laughs> 7, baby. No, I don't know what I am in Chicago. Uh, but you're a Latin American 4. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Actually, it, so probably taking back my power. <laughs> it, is, it is weird in certain countries where you just notice, like, yeah, I'm hot here. And yeah, other yeah, ones, yeah, other yeah. ones, you're like, nobody likes me here. Like, <laughs> yeah, Scandinavia has like some of the hottest women, but they're not interested in me. You're but too like, short, bro. You're too like, short, man. But like, no, I really think like whenever I see American friends like from different ethnicities, like they're all over them. Really? Yeah, oh, but okay. they don't see they don't see them as often. Yeah, and I'm not <laughs> yeah. even kidding. Like, Wonder why? Yeah. That story I told you about that guy not having enough time in the day to meet with women. I'm not. I'm not fucking with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but uh, like for me, it was like it was not the same thing. But it's funny. The one girl that I did end up with in Scandinavia, she she happened to be like from Africa. So it was just like <laughs> it's just weird. It's like people in this That's day funny. and age want like what they couldn't have in like past times. Yeah, you know, of it's course. not like the world is opening up in almost a revolution of like uh liberation and yeah, li- yeah like, right. you know what i mean a lot of people want what they aren't used to which yeah. is so it's just crazy here's but. here's kind of a funny story on my 50 hour flight to rio fuck yeah baby um 50 hours 50 hours so he got delayed like three times yeah right it's fucking amazing yeah. it's um, terrible. so there was this woman on on the plane and like anytime i would get up she would just like have these like these eyes and i couldn't tell if it was just like she was just looking at me because I had a beard and I was getting up and it's just like, you know, kind of like 
my mom said it like fucking I have a terrorist face. I grow a heavy <laughs> I have a I grow a fucking heavy beard. Yeah. Like she's like when you I come have to a Europe. Terrorist face. Yeah, she's like when you come to Europe, you need to shave your beard. Right? <laughs> like you're going to and she's like right. Like yeah. when I was in high school uh, or just out of high school. And kind of a side story. I was coaching at my local club, Gunson Wrestling Club, uh, based out of uh, Hayfield High School in uh, Springfield, Virginia. And this woman, every time she saw me, she would always forget that I am not Iranian. And she would speak in their in her local you, dialect. She's got to wear like a, a Mexican flag <laughs> yeah, T-shirt right? everywhere you go. And, and her son kept on telling me, it's like, because you look like her brother. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, and I was just like, all right, well, fucking. That's kind of cool, though. It it was it cool. It, it's cool. it's nice yeah. when you're overseas and you can kind of just pass if ambiguously. You talk, you, if you don't talk, you, you don't can pull, look. You can. Uh, you don't look Mexican. No, I definitely you, you do could, not. You I mean, really, cliche. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah you like, can really kind of uh, survive in some places where, like, I stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, like, that, that's a you white look American like guy. Moroccan or like Turkish. You I look that. I can. Yeah, I can. I can float in. Those are cool things to be. So so I'm on the plane and every time. I get up and and like she was a good looking woman, right? Like Iranian women are beautiful. Well, Fucking she right there Persian, bro. Yeah. She she was Brazilian from Sao Paulo, <laughs> right? And so you know she like oh, these eyes, these eyes, and I'm just Sao like, what's Paolo. going on? Like what's like? Is it because I'm getting up? Like so the, when we're getting off the flight, you know, it was just like she like we're all walking. I'm trying to catch my next plane, and then she's just like, you have such nice muscles. And I was just like, and then I was just like, go figure. The good-looking woman on the plane could have had my first mile-high club experience. Oh, I know. And then, and awesome. then I find out I get delayed, and she's already gone. Uh, and I was just like, oh, that could have been <laughs> the love, my Brazilian wife. Man. That could have been never my Brazilian wife. Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> the thing about like traveling too. There's like, I don't know why that happened so often. <laughs> Well, that's happened to me like a couple times. Cool. Like I was in an airport in, in, uh, in Florida, and this woman just started hitting on me. I'm just yeah. like literally sitting there, like having a beer. Um, my, my last couple times in the airport have been like this, and and, and it's, it's just it's like weird. it's just, just like what? Happening. Like what? Like yeah. Like, uh, you're <laughs> like going what? to Colorado. I should have I should have hung out in airports when <laughs> I was a teenager, you know, and I was like struggling out here. Even even uh, when I left the DR, there was a woman from Colorado. She worked in infectious infectious diseases. Right. So I was like, you're kind of brave. She's like, trust me. Like, I like seen it all. I've kid. seen it all. Right. Yeah. And she was like, when I look at you. All I see is herpes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even see men anymore. I just see chlamydia. <laughs> well, that's for everybody. Yeah, that's everybody, for everybody, has everybody, everybody has it. Everybody has if herpes at this point. My job has proved me anything. <laughs> but she like she was like, oh, so where are you going? Like, she's like, are you going back to Colorado? And I was like, no. She's like, oh, that sucks. And I was just like, uh, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Man, uh, so you want to hear? It about, never happens in New York City. You want to hear about though. that that recent sugar mama thing? Because it's an interesting story. It kind of crosses over a couple <laughs> things we talked about. <laughs> because the reason why we, I mean, I don't know why we started talking while she sat next to me. Uh, I didn't at first, but w the way it started was her telling me that she was, uh, she was a what do you call it? A forensic uh, psychiatrist or psychologist, whatever it is. So she basically gets called into cases where someone. Um, you know, murder someone oh. and they call her in to understand the mind of the criminal. This is crazy, right? But now after like everything, I don't know if this lady's story is true or not because uh, 
she, I mean, she may be a pathological liar, or she might have the most interesting life I've ever heard, and she should have a book and, and <laughs> like a movie about her. But according to her, she she's been in three marriages. Um, she gets called in. She's like a millionaire who's got a mansion in New Orleans and's got all these fancy cars. I mean, she did show me pictures, so some of it must be true. And uh, and she dated, um, you know, uh, somebody who played for the Saints. Uh huh. You know, a f- professional football player. <laughs> And um, he, he and his buddies, like she, she knows uh, whatever his name is, Sal, uh, Junior Sal or whatever, and like um, all these professional football players, and like this story is just getting wild. No, by she, the she was talking about CTE with them, and her husband, who played for the Saints, she he kidnapped her son, and like I think he killed himself, and uh, like this crazy. Fucking I feel story. like that one could be fact checked, but I don't. Yeah. No, I don't but I think that really, if we fact check it, it really did happen because I remember all this fucked up shit happened. Like she told me what her her husband's name was and everything. And, like, uh, you know, I, I'm i talking to her. I kind of opened up the door because it was small talk. I opened up the door after, like, she told me about her job. I was like, so have you ever dealt with, like, anything else? Like, and she was like, yeah, I've been, you know, she's in her 50s, but, like, all done up. Like, Botox, all this, <laughs> all this. She, she got lo- the money. She, she looks really good. Yeah. She looks really good for her age. But, like, um, I'm, she's like, yeah, in the past I, I work with, you know, couples and all kinds of stuff and i was like oh, okay and so whenever she as a you know her being a therapist she really talked way more than like i talked you know what i mean and i was like i did get to like boil it down to after hearing her crazy fucking story um i just i just like uh can you give me some free advice like i'm <laughs> dealing with the pickle here you know and, it was, on, <laughs> and uh, it was on my marriage and, and stuff like that and she basically just is telling me like you're right, and God, I always see this happen to men, and like you should, you should break up with her. And I'm like, wow, this is like really surprising, and I'm like, so there's no chance that you know it could work out, like not at all. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, it was like this lady's so unprofessional uh, because it came down to I didn't know until like later because she like she gave me her number. And she's like, if you ever need any other advice, I've worked with so many athletes, and and like she is like. I don't think she's lying about her life. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> but, like, she um, – because she cause I'll tell you why. Because I gave her my number. She's like, yeah, if you ever want to stay with me, I always have people come and stay with me in, in my – I'm in. Mansion. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll give her your number. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll sub MA in. But she's like, Where does she live? She lives in New Orleans. She's I'm got this going. big mansion I've in never New Orleans. Been. And she's oh. got all these, like, fucking race cars and shit. Cause I know she's not full of shit, at least to, like, the money yeah. level because she showed me a bunch of pictures. But um, well, I, g- I give her pictures. I give her my number, just to be like, yeah, you know, maybe we'll come visit you in New Orleans because like I'm a traveler, we do that a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been watching this show a little bit about like how this dude back in the '70s killed a bunch of travelers, and I'm like, <laughs> shit, I would have been dead because <laughs> oh, yeah. I've met so many nice people, and I'm like, yeah, I'll come mm-hmm. stay at your house. You my come stay at my house. That and she's like, what yeah, the it's fuck? terrifying. Yeah, but um. But yeah, I think I have better street smarts than those people. But yeah, still, those, some um, of those people are fucking idiots. What show people. is this? It's like called like the Snake or the Viper. Uh, or oh, Serpent, the Serpent. Serpent. The yeah. Serpent. Yeah, my coworker told me about this. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but, but now I will. I yeah. was like, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, of course. And she's like, and if you ever need like further advice or me to point you in a direction, uh, like of a good therapist or psychiatrist, just you know, like I'm like, like yeah, absolutely, like nice lady ever. And then after I walk to my gate, um. She starts sending me texts, and then, like, after a couple, she's just like, 
you're really cute. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, and I was like, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of getting those vibes, but really not getting those vibes. And then like, she sent me all these pictures of her and stuff in a bikini. And she's like, you sure you want to get on your flight? And I was like, I was like, I'm going to see my wife, but you are rich. Maybe I could just start a whole other life out here with you in New Orleans. Listen, fuck coaching. Yeah, fuck coaching. I'm going to be. This is what you should all take away from this episode. Travel the world. Meet sugar mamas. Or daddies. Yes. Or both. Your preference, we don't sugar discriminate. Babies. But she, yeah, she be really, a sugar baby she, to someone's sugar. She was really telling me, like, yeah, like my biggest problem in relationships that like none of my, none of the men I was with can handle that I made more money than them. I was like, I have no problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please, I know what's in my bank account. I, I, I hope that you have more than me. I don't, I don't understand those men. Like I tell myself, I don't either. Time, it's like, a last generation make thing. Make more money than me, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't want to work as hard. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so over this shit. My like, wife has a trouble with like me making money and and her not because she had to leave her job in yeah. China, and then she lived with me in the U.S. back and forth to, you know into europe and she can get a job in europe yeah but then that means that she can't see me as much so it's like we're trying to figure out where the hell we're going to be yeah, yeah yeah. but she's made a lot of sacrifices for me from a career standpoint but like once i leave the wrestling world she's gonna freaking tower over me and what oh, she makes and so i love it let me ask I was like you, i don't care at all then. like do you think that like let's say you take one of these coaching jobs in illinois um and she decides she wants to work in belgium or in europe yeah because she's tired of like the commute. Yeah, the, no, but like living. <laughs> the commute. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, no, she's, she's, she's tired of living in Illinois and not working and doing nothing. Yeah, you know? because they won't give her a green card here. Yeah, which yeah. is so We got an weird. immigration lawyer yeah. now. So she doesn't even want citizenship. America. But she's you guys are married. How, are, how does she not have a green card? Does she she, she can't even get like a resident no, because Uncle, Uncle Sam is, is not very nice to people. <laughs> oh, and I mean, she's like a well-off. Yeah, that's person what I'm from Belgium. She yeah. doesn't want her citizenship. She just doesn't want to have to leave her husband every three months yeah. for yeah. three months. Yeah. Um, but it's. I mean, part of it was COVID. Um, like everything else, like they were completely well, shut down. My girlfriend's green renewed green card is backlogged a year. She got. She has a document that says yeah. like her expired green card is still good, and yeah. she has to carry that with her everywhere. We, we've been uh, we've been married for a year, and we haven't even gotten an answer on the green card application, other than we've received it. Yeah. So yeah. now they're gonna have to do a FOIA Freedom of Information Act and all this other stuff, like the immigration lawyer. But I, I mean, Astrid's too proud too. She's a proud Belgian person, and a lot of their people that are wealthy there don't spend money. They're not like. They're not Amer like they're not like Americans. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, look at my watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. they're they're they have money for a reason. They yeah. like they worked hard and they saved it and they don't they don't spend money on like ridiculous things like yeah. we do. But she I told her, like, everything in this country, if you want anything to get done, you gotta lawyer up, which sucks, but it's true. Yeah. And I was like, We need to get an immigration lawyer. They're gonna fuck us. And yeah. then now we're a year in and she's like oh, now she kinda is like Let's get a immigration We've lawyer. We've had but an immigration lawyer DIY. since the get-go, bro. She tries to DIY yeah. everything. She doesn't like spending money. And good, yeah. because I'm I'm like a broke idiot that, that has no qualms with spending money and like having debt. <coughs> but she's helping me get out of all that. But but still, like. Dude, the lawyers in the immigration process, they're fucking key, key dude. Because they, they know exactly what you need to do. Yeah. They do half of the shit for you. They s it's Dude, it's so much easier. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. But well, it's expensive. It's, yeah, it is. It I sucks. Know. But. But I, I've had three lawyers 
in the last couple of months, and I feel like I'm some evil kind of corporation. Like, what what the hell happened to my life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I got lawyer. a lawyer up for this for this case, and, uh, no, but so and I got a you lawyer up for immigration lawyer. Do you think that you would, if she's like, I don't want to fucking be here anymore. We need to go to Europe. I need to work. Yeah, I'm gonna would, go. Would you? You would go. I'm gonna. You go. could get a coaching I'm job out in. Problem. I mean, not not, not, li- not like I can out here. Though. Uh, yeah, but like you could, if you wanted to be involved, like with the Belgian how, national. I don't know team. what the Belgian Bel- Belgians scene don't is have like. a, r- a senior level wrestling scene. They have yeah. some juniors and stuff like that, and it's mostly volunteer. Ca- no, it's mostly uh, yeah, but it's mostly I feel like guys you have from to get other in countries. Like an MMA club. Yeah, 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 it's it's mostly guys that are coming from other countries, like Turkey and stuff. that are really good at wrestling, and they just kind of meet up together and they <laughs> wrestle. It's like stuff that happens in New York and yeah, Chicago. It's yeah, like yeah. there's a bunch of high level foreigners that just they meet up in some little Basement, room and yeah. nobody even knows they're here. Yeah, and they're yeah. like some world level. Yeah, but world, like, world level yeah, athletes. They don't have like an infrastructure at all. They don't yeah. really have. Like people trying to go to Olympics and wrestling or anything, they yeah. don't really have. Because they're big in cycling, right? Cycling and really so- big cycling, in cycling, soccer. soccer. Yeah. yeah, they're just like big, the. I think part of the problem is it's like four different, really different cultures. Yeah. In one small little country. Yeah, it's tiny, and they sp- they they have three official languages, yeah. and they all speak English. Like also. the the north is Dutch, the south is French, and like certain parts are German. German. Yeah, and yeah, it's like crazy. They have their own cultural languages within the dutch language and like the flemish yeah. and flamoons or yeah some she's shit. flemish yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, it, it's funny though because like most but they're people all white yeah <laughs> most people have <laughs> shocker <laughs> that's what like when they shit on america it's yeah. like you don't even deal with diversity and the yeah. second you have a like a a, a bunch yeah. of refugees let's coming yeah. in you guys trying let's like oh no 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 let's talk about brussels and it's their all weird arab yeah. neighborhood that they push them all yeah. into it's yeah. all ideals man yeah. everybody's like ideals yeah. until they're tested so yeah. it's like as much as like I also I'm not proud of us at all. Um, I give us no excuses, but I also think that we've been tested more than most places. We've on the been earth. tested since <laughs> a fucking start. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, and and most of it is their fault. Yeah. The Europeans, like yeah. when they started this freaking crazy thing out here. You know what I mean? It's so uh, so pretty much what you're saying is you're gonna give it all up for a sugar mama. And that sugar mama being your wife. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like my problem is, I is hope like the same thing for Marcy. Like, wh- take I me did, to Latin yeah. America, please. You know what? Yeah. I, I think <laughs> about this, and it's like, so now that I'm a teacher, like I, I told you, and but you didn't hear this. Like, I never really had the desire to have kids, right? It was yeah. just something I never wanted, um, or at least I didn't think I wanted. But like recently, I was like biking in Prospect Park, and um, I like saw a, a a father with their son, and I was like, oh fuck, I think I want that. And then like I was, you're always me. gonna have that FOMO feeling, but then you gotta realize with like, w- like they're, they're you, miserable. You, right? Like what? What do you do day to day that you enjoy? Yeah. And can you still do that as a father? Well, one hundred percent. But like, yeah. I was, I was like thinking about this because I think it's just like more like the childhood stuff of like not being like yeah. having a, a male figure, and it's just like, dude, as a teacher, you mean I get to spend the summers off and just like hang yeah. out, hang out with my kid? Um. Uh. And then if I get a sugar mama, be cool. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah, but if you if had you a kid, money, you're great money right now. When you need fucking, yeah, you need a dual income right away. Oh, I had the opposite yeah. thing, dude. I grew up like thinking like like family is everything, and it still is to me. But I thought I wanted a hundred kids. Like it's like a joke <laughs> in my family. I, I told them I want to have a hundred kids, and I was you gonna, I, needed to start a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, like. There's guys that have done it, but anyways, <laughs> they're all but, rich. But uh, no, man, the guy who's had like the most kids is like some tribal dude. <laughs> I swear, uh, like look it up; it's hilarious. Like some of the people have, but um, 
But yeah, I mean, now the older I get, like Asher doesn't really want kids, and she's almost kind of coming around to like maybe I do. But I always wanted kids. Yeah. And like I made sure we had those big talks, and it's like you know, the older I get, the more I'm like, eh, it's pretty pretty nice not having kids. Yeah, you oh know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And like, but if I had a kid, I would I would, you know, try and be the best father possible. You I, know, like, I think and, the but scary part of like having kids in like your 20s or maybe even your early 30s is like it just still feels like it's too soon. Yeah. Because you should really like live your fucking yeah, life. And, money. and I see my fr- a lot of my friends, I'm sh- as I'm sure you do, growing up who like had kids at 21 or had kids, yeah. you know, really young. And they're like, oh, my kids are my life. And it's just like, yeah. that sounds so fucking boring. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah absolutely. That's, it's just yeah. like you're literally missing out on yeah. the years where you should be off traveling. Where you should yeah. be drinking and fucking. <laughs> well, that's well, the problem. That's Fingers why they, and all kinds yeah. of butts. <laughs> that, that's what. I do Whoa. really think. I do Consent think first. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, consensual fingering of the butt. Yes. yes. Always. We always talk yeah. about. Consensual butt fingerings. Well, this is on this podcast. The consent is given. Yes, that's right. Yes. Everyone understands that we request <laughs> consent. Well, like I guess it's all about like what you want to do and what order you want to do it in. Yeah. Because there's you could I love you, you could try and do like many things, but probably not at the same time. You know what I mean? You can't be a yeah. world traveler and be a good dad. But the, you, the you, you see those blogs of those people who travel ton of money. backpack with their kids. and you it's got like, a lot of money. And yeah, it's you like, got a lot of money. I wouldn't yeah. want to do that, though. No, it sounds no. fucking terrible, yeah, man. I see those people. Yeah. I see those people and with it's baby. it's like, you can do it, and baby it's so Bijorns. great. And da, 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 da. Yeah, you can do it, like, it sounds but awful. I don't want to. Yeah, it's, not, it's so hard. I, when I was in Rio this past time, I found a lot of my time, I didn't go out as much as I had in the past, and I liked it. I got a lot of stuff done during the day. I did way more things during the day, and I really enjoyed it. And I'd go home at, like, 10 or 11, I'd sleep. And, like, I found that, like, I do enjoy traveling like that. I didn't – I don't want to party as much when I'm traveling anymore. Yeah. But sometimes I do. Exactly. And you can't fucking do that when you have a three-year-old in your hostel I mean, people do. Yeah. uh, But they shouldn't. (laughs) So I just got an email from my associate athletic director. I love Penn, but he's a fucking moron. Why? What do you do? He sent an email to – my athletic uh, director uh-huh. about top camp when he could have just fucking texted me about it. He's probably just going through the proper channels. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I love him, but he's an idiot. But yeah, Penn, I, mean, I love you, but you're a moron. <laughs> Penn's not listening. I yeah, know, yeah, but Penn's that's, not listening. that's <laughs> why I could send say it that. to him. You can send <laughs> the snippet I'd, to I'd him. Like, yeah, yeah text him. Yeah, Let's like, talk about idiot. everybody who won't <laughs> listen to this. Yeah. Uh, well, also, Mom? <laughs> oh, no, she listens every week. Yeah, she, I know. His I mom know. listens. My mom don't give a fuck. Yeah. She's like, David, he's an idiot. Fuck him. I'm going to beat his ass. We're like, all right, he's up there, old woman. I dare you, old lady. This isn't John Wick. I will win. Sixty-year-olds <laughs> don't stand a chance. <laughs> She's fifty-six, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, close She'll enough. Kick your ass. We round up in America, motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that like we got three guys here that would be okay with it. But I really think it's a generational thing. Oh, for sure. I think like every guy be- before us was too proud, and like no, my even dad's me, super chill with I, it. I, my dad I fucking still, loves it. But a lot of guys aren't, and yeah, I yeah. still fight like the the very like. You know, inside of me that was that was taught to me too, yeah. like very old fashioned upbringing, and uh, I still like have a hard time with like I'm like I understand where she's at, and yeah. I, I don't want to I don't want to hold her back anymore because she put a lot on hold for my Olympic career, yeah. you know, and uh, and now that it could be over, now she can get back to like her career. I mean, she's yeah. got two master's degree and she speaks like seven languages yeah. or six languages. Like she could be making bank, 
And, uh, I mean, she wanted to quit her job in China, and she did, but she didn't want to quit for this long. But part yeah. of it was COVID. But she can't get a job here even that she's overqualified for just because she doesn't have a green card. Like, you yeah. have to pay 10 Gs to hire someone that doesn't have, like, like for a worker's permit. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's no like company's going to yeah. hire you even if yeah. you're overqualified. It's they pretty rare, they yeah. They can hire somebody else, like, unless you have some crazy job that no one else can do. Yeah. They can just hire somebody else. Even if they're not as good as they'll you, they'll just hire. They'll hire yeah. three people for the cost. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Like but then you're also trapped at that job. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. the problem we have. We want to do so many things, but like for me, moving to Europe, it's a life goal. I want to live. I want to spend at least one year living in every continent. It's going to yeah. be really hard to do. Um, but she's already lived in Asia and li- here with me in North America and in Europe her whole life, and so she's already got three continents down. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to try and like. We already have lined up, like, opportunities in a lot of places, like, yeah. if we want to jump on them. Like, Antarctica, yeah. there's a whole, like, way of getting out to Antarctica and oh, getting a job. I was going to yeah. say, like, yeah, you want to you hit Antarctica? Yeah, we want to hit Antarctica. You're going to have to be a chef at the, the research no, center No, I mean, you might there. have to be the shit-shoveling guy, yeah, but yeah. at least you're the shit-shoveling guy yeah. in Antarctica, which is, like, we don't – neither of us like the cold, but we want to experience, You wouldn't like, get a year there, though. They only let you do it for three to six months. Yeah, because <laughs> mentally. But that's good enough, I feel yeah, like. right. But if you do it two seasons. Give me me three months. Give me the yeah. winter. But give yeah, me, give, but that, or well, they don't. I don't think they allow you to stay. No, but, but I, you meant, know what I, mean. I was yeah, trying yeah, to say. Yeah, of course, yeah. give us. Wanna, give me uh, our summer, like yeah. when I'm off. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, just, I lived yeah, in Antarctica for the summer, dude. Everybody that's working in Alaska are seasonal workers. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's cool. And I got plugged in there. I got a I got a job at a coffee shop there, and I couldn't take it because mm-hmm. like this was before I knew like I was gonna have these co- coaching opportunities yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. So that's part of what I pre-negotiated with these schools is like, well, I'm traveling all summer. I'm sorry. And and they wanted me there right away, but it's like, I mean, I I booked up my summer before before these opportunities before even present yeah, themselves. Unless you're, unless you're gonna pay me for yeah. all the lost income. Yeah, and, but and there. The so basically, th- you're going in for any of these schools is like a volunteer assistant. A volunteer right? assistant. You know? Yeah, and and, and uh, I pre-negotiated everything. Yeah, and I said like, hey, I probably will try and wrestle in September. Uh, you know, if I make the team, I don't care about missing camps. I don't care about what U.S. Wrestling thinks about me anymore. Like. Uh, I'm just going to show up, probably wrestle, and uh, I'm going to have to take a trip in December if my wife has to leave again to go see her during Christmas, and they okayed everything. I was like, I'm traveling all summer. Yeah. And, like, in the past, I haven't, and most people aren't, like, they're not uh, they're not able to, like, say all this stuff because they don't want to disappoint anybody, but then you set yourself up well, for failure. you're too afraid to lose the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 yeah. I, and, and the good thing I had going for me was, like I said, I, I was like, I – I've hit fuck it with the wrestling world yeah, and dude, I'm like, sure. I don't care if like, uh, it's hard because it's money on the table and I invested 24 years yeah. and I did go into debt chasing this dream in a big way. Like in extreme ways that most athletes didn't have to yeah, or that's, weren't that's willing to. That's even something we don't even talk but about enough. Yeah. You go into crazy debt as, I mean, most Olympic athletes live at or below the poverty line. Yeah. And, and if you don't say yes to every opportunity, they'll find somebody else that can. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they don't tell you when USA wrestling doesn't give you health insurance or doesn't pay you a livable wage and they don't pay you as an employee. They pay you as a contractor. So you get hit with 20% at the end of the year. Like, yeah. All this stuff, they're like, oh, it's their choice. And I mean, like, no, you. this is the only way we can make it. And if we don't say, if we don't jump on, yes, I'll go to that tournament. Yes, I'll go to this camp. They're just going to find someone else that will. Yeah. So you get a nine to five that's not flexible with you. Then you're just, you're just doing both things halfway. Yeah. So I lived this extreme life of only working jobs when I needed to. And then, you know, when you're successful in wrestling, you make enough money to stay afloat. And when you're not, when it's a down year, you, you can't. You got to get a job. And yeah. it, it's crazy. And they don't help you. And like like me, I qualify the weight for my country, 
and like I served my country in that way. Uh, I'm not not a, not a I know, we, yeah, we, we know, know you know what I mean. But uh, but I'm saying I contributed to the Olympic like efforts in, yeah, like, like in a dream. big way. Yeah. But I wanted to debt in a huge way. Like yeah. the only reason why I'm digging my way out of like this insane debt is that uh, Astrid <laughs> comes from a family who gave her skills to that were uh, you know way outside of mine as far as handling yeah. economic. But she's never seen problems like mine. Yeah. Like I'm talking about <laughs> IRS problems, medical bill problems, uh, you know, like credit card problems. Your dad is her dad. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. You know? But but like these, like I said, I went through everything with her before we got yeah, married. Yeah. And, and we're uh, like, listen. Yeah, it's y- not gonna look good. <laughs> the engine, <laughs> the engine runs real well. But if I didn't, but if I, but if the I car held, is broken. If <laughs> I held back in any way, I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to make it to the Olympics. I wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah for you sure. Know, if I would have held back in any way, even financially. And and so that's just, but, you know. But, like, that, that's, like, what blows my mind half the time <clears throat> is, like, how America every pretty much two years, right, is, like, Olympics, yeah. But then when, like, Olympic athletes need money, they're, like, oh, but, like, I thought you were doing this for the love of the sport. Yeah, like, yeah it's such bullshit, man. <laughs> And then they ask you to come do a clinic uh, for free when you when you're back home, and and they're like, they make you feel bad. They like pull on your heartstrings about the kids, and then they they bring up things in the past, like, hey, who borrowed you that pencil? Like in the fifth grade, who threw you that yeah. Pop Warner touchdown? And when you're eighth grade, you're not gonna come in and coach my kids. And it's like, dude, no, I'm, I'm not. not asking mm-hmm. you to fucking come do my electric in my house for free. Like, yeah, and yeah. and it sucks. It's like I make no money from the wrestling community. And then the wrestling community rewards me by asking me to do everything for free. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, and then we get we get like they yeah they say like oh they they don't love the sport if they talk about money and it's just BS, man. And Dude, it's, like, it's garbage, it, man. It's, it, Listen, it's like yeah. all a old world, uh, yeah, mentality it's, it's, yeah. on it. I mean, when I well, like my my ex wife, you know, when I was coaching at Hunter, like she was the breadwinner. Yeah. Right, like freaking she she was holding this this marriage together financially. Um, and it, it was just like after a while, it's like when I got this job to go into, you know, teaching in the private sector, it's like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. It's like, why? Like this sport, like I've given so much of the sport. I gave my nights. I gave my weekends. Like, you know, I like just invested so heavily into it. And then the institution itself barely gave me any support yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so you're telling me I can do less work, more pay, summers off weekends off hell yeah no trips on the weekend uh, fuck i'm in yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. i'm fucking yeah. in right like as much as i miss coaching at the That's college level stuck it at my job so long right it's, like yeah the only way i would it's go not back a fulfilling job but the only way i would go back to coaching at the college level is if i won the lottery to where i did not need to work yeah and i was like listen I i'm gonna come in every now and then and help out like yeah, that's yeah. it but other than that you know from from pre like I'll be there for a little bit of preseason. I'll be there all of the actual season, yeah. and then once yeah. season's over, once national tournament is, you, man. I'll be gone. I'll be like you. gone. But like yeah, anybody in the wrestling world listening, you, you should hear this and and know that the wrestling world doesn't support their own in this way financially. Yeah. You know, like there's and maybe the people come up with all kinds of excuses. Oh, there's just not a lot of money in wrestling, and <laughs> I think it's BS. We we don't get paid well because we don't pay each other well yeah you know what i mean we're uh, always yeah, trying to get sure. one over on someone if you can't yeah. afford to have someone in your in your room then then don't 
invite them to your room. Like mm. guys always want to do clinics with yeah. people and they don't have the budget and they try and make you feel bad for like, oh, they make you feel like a piece of shit for like, you know, they knowing ask your me, worth. Yeah. They, they, they always ask me like, oh, well, what do you, uh, like they ask me to put the number. And if I put out too big of a number, I look like the asshole. So right. I always, I always flip it on them and, uh, I, I decide whether or not it's worth it. But like, I actually talked to some of the women wrestlers about this. It's like women get fucked. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. I've gotten fucked a lot. Yeah. So like I turn stuff down all the time because I've, I've like not get it paid, you know, got paid. I've got had uh, checks bounce. I had somebody give me a shirt instead of what they promised me and money. And they did it really skillfully in front of the kids. And like, there was no way to exit and talk to them alone. And then like, there always was like kid coming up and kid coming up. And then, and then he's like, Oh, I gotta go. And it's like, and that's the dude from my neighborhood. He's a piece of shit. And you know what I mean? It's just like it's pe- always the closest people one. take, ad- dude, that's people take advantage of you. And it's like, I don't care. Like, I don't need to be. And that's the one liberating thing about this. It's like, I don't need to be in the wrestling community. And the wrestling community doesn't do a good enough job of financially taking care of their own. And uh, maybe that's because there's not enough money in wrestling. I don't know. But uh, I, I think I, there's I, I think there's clearly I enough. think there is enough. There's an and, adequate and amount. And it's not spread. Yeah. And, and we pay a lot of people that don't deserve to be paid. Um, and we we don't pay a lot of people that do deserve to be paid, and, and it's BS. Uh, but what, what national team athletes make is nothing. Yeah. You know, and like – It's like a $1,500 a month stipend or something, yeah, right? Yeah, not yeah. even. It's it's $1,000 for the number one guy in Greco, and it's 600 for the number two guy, and it's like 250 for the number three guy. That's 0% percent. Yeah, and, but yet they have all the control over your image and likeness, and you can't even talk bad about them. Yeah. It's like – it's like having some king and you're the peasant and, the, and they have control of you because they know you have a dream. And if you're an asshole but to them, yeah, you know, it's like they they kind of can really make it hard for you. you know? uh, yeah. But well, that's I think part of the reason why, like as much as I love wrestling and doing wrestling and watching it when I can, like it's such a brutal sport that just no matter where you turn, it doesn't love you. Yeah, it's thankless. Yeah. And it's like it's really hard to disconnect from it. But I think. Yeah, you got to. G- Gable, oh, Gable said that like uh, wrestling is like what the the toughest mistress or something like that. And I, I'll go one step further, and I think wrestling's like that whore ex girlfriend. <laughs> and it's like she keeps <laughs> cheating on you, and you take her back because you love her. And <laughs> she says she'll treat you better the next time. Then she fucks another guy, <laughs> lets him win the national title. And it's like, what the fuck? And you always take her back, though. <laughs> you always like, take her and back. She, she comes back. She has That's you to pay for her phone bill and yeah, you know, pay for her car. Real, and she, knows she won't do it again. And you're like, oh, well, I sure do love you. Th- that's wrestling. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a res- wrestling is a very abusive relationship. Yeah. Dude, it 100% like, is. Yeah. Like, you're, unless you're like – and even some of these guys struggle with this shit a little bit, but not nearly as much as the rest of us. But unless you're like Jordan Burroughs. Yeah. They, some of those guys, like, their story is not like yeah. – mind because yeah. they were just they won everything jordan, so like, jordan burrows is having a rough year this year yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but like certain guys is like it's been the greatest thing to ever happen to me in my entire life and that's fucking awesome that's, yeah. the, only, that's the only people they interview too but like, there's like seven there's like yeah, seven yeah. of those people and the rest of them the rest of us are all just like i loved it but like at this point i got i got fucked over here and yeah. like it ruined my whole career but i still love it you know yeah. who understands it is musicians like yeah. people don't understand. Like I always tell them that that like we're more like struggling musicians and artists than anything else. You can't compare us to like professional football players yeah. or baseball players or any or even some other like Olympic sports. Yeah, you got to compare us to like struggling musicians. They get it. Like I've been fucked over. I've gotten stuff stolen. I've like slept on couches. Like yeah. I slept on a couch before I made the world team, and it's just like I couldn't. Wasn't paid a livable wage. No. Like I'm like my my 
parents are kind of like, well, you know, you saw, you, it's kind of your fault. You got all these financial problems. It's like, I wasn't paid a livable wage. Like, yeah. my choice was don't try and make it to the Olympics or don't be in debt. Those were my choices. You not, know what I mean? And, our, it's well, like, and that's why you see guys like Pico. Yeah, leaving. Yeah, yeah. going and, to and fight. He's and like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with it. Good. And he's I'm, a middle of the road fighter. Yeah, but, but he's still he made a shit ton of money. I'm, he's I'm a millionaire. Not, I'm yeah. glad guys that leave. And, and the problem is, most people do love this sport so much, and that's the only reason why they're in it. So then yeah. they take advantage of that, and they and yeah, they they never paid me a livable wage until I got in with these um, D1 schools, which are like that was my my big break financially, where I could actually start paying bills, could yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pay off my college I debt, know. and I can you know pay my taxes and i literally if i had the foot off the gas pedal at all and being a greco guy too we get paid so much less yeah um you know i i showed my worth and freestyle a little bit and it's like people have no idea uh until you you sign up for a tournament and you do well like then they're like oh this guy like i showed how i can add value in you know in folk style and freestyle but you know I got a little bit lucky that way, and I got in with you know Northwestern and U of I, and I had other opportunities, but uh, very rare as a Greco guy. But like the thing that you just said right there, it's like this. It's kind of like meritocracy, right? Um, but like people, what people don't like to talk about is what something you said. You just said you got lucky. Yeah, I got lucky. You got lucky, and 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 within our sport, like we hate to say, like, oh, you got lucky, right? Like, no, it's hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, and there's nothing else involved, right? But like that's, but that's actually it's lucky and performance also. But but like that's our biggest issue. Absolutely, is like, oh, luck doesn't have anything to do with like no, like for for me, like I got lucky. I was at a decent high school, right? Like we weren't amazing. Yeah, like we were like my class that came in. We were the class that turned the, the program yeah. around. We got lucky yeah. that those all those guys came together, right? It's like, good you know that because some, some kids don't even realize that they were lucky with the coaches they had or, or the program mm-hmm. they had. Oh, it's for like, sure. Right? Like, you, you know, like you get lucky because you live in um, – better state or i'm the, just or trying to think like you go to school so in at Buchanan. So many like you're you go to the, Buchanan, right yeah. you're just like oh like i guess i want to try wrestling so you tried in seventh yeah. grade yeah right and then you just they have a fucking system in place right yeah so you got lucky and now you're wrestling for a d1 well, program because you guys got lucky. on like the highest level they're like yeah well, i joined wrestling in my and like you know, it's a different name, but it's always like, yeah, you know, this guy took me under his wing. It's like, who was it? It's like a fucking world champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, what the fuck? He's like, at some point, people are lucky. He just happened to live in my town. No, well, really. I, mean, I know so many people like that. Like, and, you know, like, like any yeah, other, there's a couple of these other Olympians came from my high school, too. And I just well, like Jake kind Her- of just like, you know. Just Jake <laughs> Herbert with. um, <laughs> just like, what? With. Uh, like, Jesus, I was just knocking on doors and begging people. Like, I was yeah. like uh, for years and years. And it's like you got stories like mine. Where there's nobody, and it's like the opposite of lucky. But then I did get some breaks, like yeah. later on. It was like in the the back nine, I got some huge breaks. But it's be I I like went through all that debt and not being lucky for so many years and just being relentless, and it like built up who I was. And I do like that. But some people get lucky right away, and all they know is lucky. You know what I mean? And then their immediate their early success just leads to more and more opportunities. And the until you get to that point. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, even look at like it's uh, hard to make it Spencer sometimes. Lee. Spencer Lee comes like his genetically, right? Like came from a very like well. I mean, even the oh, same. Did he really? His, his mom was a judo Olympian. Oh right? no, shit! Really? Yeah, fuck. dude. She used to like fuck him up until like Probably until it's for a, fucks him up for a while. Cool. Let's then, be real, guys. 
Female judo Olympians will never escape the shadow of Ronda Rousey. <laughs> uh. um, but like a- even um, I think his his dad was like a really good wrestler. Yeah. Right. And then you look at like Kyle Dake. Kyle Dake's mom was a gymnast. I think his dad was like his dad was a wrestler. Was was yeah. Right. Rich so, too. Kyle Dake. <laughs> yes. Oh, something about Kyle Dake tells you that he was rich. Yeah. No, I'm saying that like yeah, that's like, that's another thing. Yeah, like just look at his face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, but you look. Thing. You look like, at these a lot of the things. best guys grew up like with fucking loaded. Dave, and with yeah. David Taylor. That would take them everywhere. Yeah. David Taylor yeah, was one know? of those. I mean, you look at like Spencer Lee. He he's a um. Uh, what's his? What's the club that he's out of? It's a uh, Young Guns. Young Guns, Young yeah. guns right? Yeah. With Jody Strickland, yeah. right? Like talking about lucky, yeah, right? And then you end up at Iowa, like yeah. just. But you know what? He was like the perfect of everything because like there are so many kids that are lucky that just take take it for granted. And there's guys like Spencer Lee, who like he was the ma- He was the intersection of lucky and like knowing that he's lucky and he's gonna work his ass yeah. off. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't take anything away from him either, but. What if Spencer Lee was the same person, but he lived in fucking, I don't know, Alaska? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. like, it probably would have taken him a lot longer time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or maybe he's just a freak and would have been yeah, that there's good some, regardless. Yeah, some freaks, you know? but you know what I mean. What, yeah, if, he, what sure. if he grew up in Haiti? Yeah. yeah. He, no, that's what I'm saying. For sure, is yeah, that, yeah. Like, there is no wrestling. He'd play like, soccer. Yeah, he'd play soccer, probably. <laughs> but, um, God, bringing it back to another thing, <laughs> now that we're good. Um, the one thing, I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, we're about... Um, it's like if I do move out to like Europe and I let her be the sugar mama, which is like eventually the plan. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be I'm gonna try and be a coach for a while. And like I said, and like you actually helped me with that talking to you. Like like hey, I do feel like I invested so much in it, and I've had little payoff. And this is one of the payoffs. Like as a D3 guy, as a Greco guy, I have a D1 coaching opportunity thrown at me again. Like, I've had him before, and I turned him down because I wanted to be an Olympian. Yeah. I'm getting him thrown at me again. This doesn't come by often, and I'm, this is as relevant as I'm going to be in the wrestling game. So it's like this opportunity may not be there in years to come unless I show what I can do as a coach. But if I do go to Europe and I go away from wrestling, which I think eventually I, I want to do either way, even if I love coaching. You got but, to, dude. You have but to. I'm going to struggle with, like, wh- what do I do? You know, because, like, I love wrestling. I love comedy. Like those are two things that, and it's like I can become a writer. You have to turn wrestling into a hobby, where you go work out once, twice a week or something. But you know what I mean? Like that's gonna be my problem. It's like I don't need to be the guy who makes all the money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna struggle with like, hey, I got my demons, and I've always filtered them through a positive way of working super hard in the wrestling room, or like you know turning them into, you know filtering them through in a fun way through comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I can do that in Chicago. I can do that in New York. I could do that in L.A. I can't do that in Belgium, probably. But you have you know to get I mean? comfortable with, like, I gotta learn the just language enjoying the, the day, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. I mean, oh, that's today I'm just going to go drink some coffee, and we're going to go to the park. And like, I mean, that's what I I've been a, trying to do with I my have, life. I have, know? like, a winner's, winner's uh, mentality. Got to do something. I, it's, I call it an illness. Like, yeah. I was talking to Zach Sanders about this because he's one of the most successful high schoolers ever. Like pre flow days, so it's not like he was pumped like these other guys. But and in his time, he was a five time state champ. And, and no, I remember him. We were know, the same year. He yeah. was a stud. Yeah. And like, was he a three time All American? He's a four four time, four four time. time All American. He took third, and and he he doesn't feel fulfilled with what he did in college or what he's done. So five time state champion. Yeah, but I'm yeah. like, dude, you just were so successful, and I'm like, I feel the same way. Yeah. Like I've done so many things that like 
my past self couldn't even dream of. But and, that's the thing, and just too. Like, if I would have been but that's Olympic like champ, one of the detriments been, of this sport. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah, think yeah. about the guys fulfilled. who hang in the sport forever. Yeah. Dan Gable, all these other guys. They're fucking weird. Yeah. There's, there's not, are they not like, happy? I don't know. I don't think they are. Like, you, you, because, like, when you listen, I don't know if you listen to Dan Gable talk on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, I did. No, but, I didn't. like, he talks was, about how, like, good, though. You, we enjoyed, like, we it was good. But yeah. it was, like, gave me more insight, kind of maybe gave me, gave me a different I'll, opinion of him. Because yeah. my opinion of him has been pretty negative. Not yeah. as, like, a person, but yeah. as, like, an icon of the sport. Yeah. And it kind of gave me, it softened my opinion on him a little bit. But what he did say about how, like, you know, like after we won our national title, you know, I let the kids enjoy it that day, and like, but the next day we're fucking back to work. It's back yeah. to square one. It's like that's insane. That's that's how that's we, fucking crazy. That's how we. That's what we celebrate, though. Yeah, I know. I remember when uh, Hendricks was winning, or he was in the finals. I think it might have been actually the one that he lost to Perry. I, I love him. I when love he got him, when he when he pinned him, or when he should have pinned him. Was that the one? No, where that was Torella. Like, oh, Torella. Where Perry's like hanging on, yeah. like all Gumby, and he. Yeah. And he finally, I mean, he lost to Hendricks like seven times, and they had the yeah. whole storyline. like line. a seven and one. Yeah, the whole storyline of yeah. like Perry is related to John Smith. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatever. But like they talked about how Hendricks, like, he won a state title, and his dad told them that like he won a state title, and he gave his son some money to go out with his friends, and he's like, no, I'm going to the gym. And he yeah. went and lifted. And I, I, I like took that as a young athlete, and I, that's always who I was. And it's just like an endless. Even if you are successful, it's an endless cycle of never being happy with what you've done. All my trophies are in a closet. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if it wasn't for Astrid, like after what happened with US yeah. Wrestling, I was gonna have a bonfire with all my stop signs. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not laughing at, at it, but it's just like it's dramatic. Oh, but I'm, it's, I'm serious. It's like, oh, I would probably want to do the same thing. Yeah. I, I'm serious, and uh, she's gonna. They're gonna be in some box probably for a really long time. And maybe if I have children or somebody, that's where a lot of my medals are know, at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's they'll, the they'll same see thing. Them someday and I mean, you like, look at the the uh, the Carrie Colat yeah, documentary. Exactly. He had to go through a bin in his in his yeah. like backyard. Yeah. But what do you do with that? No, all, you're right. That's, that's always yeah. how it's been for me. Yeah. Though. Like, um, but that's you know I've done things like way outside of myself from a young wrestler, like from where I was as a young wrestler. No one would think I'd be at this level, but like I'm not happy with any of it. It's always like. And I actually had a great college coach that talked to me about it. He's like Steve Marinetti. He's NCAA champion. He made a world team in freestyle. He blew out his knee, and then he was done. He was like, you know, I made a world team in some of the hardest years of our sport. Yeah. Like, I beat some of the best guys. Uh, an NCAA champion, like, I can hang up shoes. Because he just saw how there's all these Olympic champions and world champions in the room, and they're all they're talking about. It's like, I should have won it in 96. You know? Dude. They screwed me this year. And it's like, dude, you won a lot. And it's like you're not even happy with it. Well, yeah. I can I look at it like this. Not again, not the same level, but like I lost a state title in high school, and uh, California, you know, it's the yeah, biggest it's state, big only one tournament deal. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Like I took second, and I lost a Borscht Novotka. Oh, damn. you know what that I mean? Dude's a, Fucker. That dude's an animal. Yeah, he's a freak. But yeah, I lost to him, and like, and it was disappointing. And it's like, fuck, you work your whole life for this, and like. You know, I thought I was really going to be a state champion. You got kind of unlucky with that. Kid. I did, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but, like, I honestly th- think I could have beat him at that time. Yeah. Because we wrestled earlier in the season at Ironman. Yeah. And it was a 1-1 one, one match with, like, yeah. ten, th- three seconds left. And he got, like, a little sneaky takedown right at the end. And it was, like, we. I, well, it was, no, it was 3-2. He was losing to me by one. Because yeah. I took him down. He got an escape. And then last yeah. second I take. So, like, I was – 
in it. Like at that yeah, point, I'm it was high school. I'm not saying you couldn't beat him. I'm no, saying for that sure. you could have not had. Boris yeah, and no, got, yeah, for sure. Have. You know, there's a, there was a bunch of guys in in that tournament at other ways yeah. that didn't have that. But that's guy. what I always tell <laughs> people that because it's like at that time I could have yeah. beat him. But if we're talking like two three years later, there's no fucking way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like. So I was, but I was like going to the state finals. I knew I like fucking had him. I got the takedown. I was like, yeah. you know, like just got to ride him harder. He beat me. He beat me the on a last California he, kids can't do. I fucking, I was a good rider. Yeah. But I was like, he beat me last Big second. Rare. I got this. And then comes state title time. He fucking seven one, seven two. Like yeah. I lost. And a it's lot like, of those foreigners do the, you, they do that though. Yeah. They like. Well, he loved that little like two on one to the. The little yeah. overreach and you slowly bring them down. Yeah, he did that to me like three times. I had no well, answer. A lot for of it. like those foreigners, they have one move that's super hard to stop. And yeah, they, and they don't bring it out until important times. They really do understand that like this tournament means nothing. And, yeah, and like it, it all counts when it counts. Well, and, like, I also we, we just, just always want to win. Always be the, tough. Always the time that I wrestled yeah. him at was right at the time when he was really coming into his body and like starting yeah. to understand everything of it. Cause just you know, he's like a freak dude. Yeah. yeah. He's a freak. And it's just like, well, so when I wrestled him he, in the beginning of the year, he had just moved up from like one Oh threes to one twenty fives. And I was like, this guy, I'm gonna fuck him up. <laughs> That's and, a huge jump. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, that just shows you how much and weight you could, he was cutting. You could tell, I mean, Iron Man's the most to. elite tournament yeah, in the yeah. country. And you could tell he wasn't like, I think he won it or took second, but like you could tell he wasn't fully into it. But by the time March came around the state, dude, he was like, he was I'm unstoppable. Yeah. yeah, he was unstoppable. I'm that here. dude is super underrated. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's and that's just good. because he's kind of he's a little bit crazy, but I like. He's it. a weirdo. But, but is he like the one that does like fifty backflips in a row? Yeah, right. No. Little Gator is that him? Yeah. 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 Or Little Gato or he's something. He's hilarious, but also like yeah, it's like what the hell are you doing, man? I, well, he's got that Eastern European like. Yeah. That I, like I can do whatever I want, and it Sometimes doesn't matter. It, it <laughs> seems like it's like, dude, what are you on? Right yeah, now? he's on that good stuff. But I, I, li- I like him. I think he's I, hilarious. I, I like think him. He's yeah, like impressive. I don't know. But. I remember when we went to Junior Duels right after that, and like he, him, and like a couple other people got in trouble because they like threw water balloons at another state's coaches or whatever. It's like, come on, dude, water and balloons. They, and they ran and hid in like other people's rooms, and like everyone got in trouble, and everyone knew Boris was a part of it, and he was just like. Yeah, it's whatever. Water, <laughs> Kid, kids have done so much yeah. worse things. It's I mean, like, Bulgaria is fucked up. I don't wa- give a shit yeah, about yeah, all yeah, the South like, Americans. You're, you're just ha- you yeah. know, you should be happy that it wasn't guns. Yeah, dude, for <laughs> real. Water balloons. Yeah. America this loves is, this guns. This is why like yeah. people in authority positions suck. Like looking back at childhood, it's like, yeah, yeah I don't want to be one of those lame ass motherfuckers. Yeah, that like gonna come down on my team because i threw water balloons it's like yeah. even if i'm pissed like i'm in like nice clothes i just gotta like all right, also, this is funny i fucking you know hate I mean? the well they fucked up so we're punishing the whole team yeah that's like, such a stupid no, ass only thing. punish him i yeah. did nothing wrong <laughs> i'm I responsible was i the, was asleep they yeah. want the the con- they want the like uh consequence that now your team hates you in this yeah thing. yeah which is like the team Which is just gonna hate the coach more than anybody it's like <laughs> well oh, now the, the team fuck? hates both of you yeah exactly you know what i mean like don't dump uh, that shit on us. But it's yeah, dumb. I know you guys were trying to wrap it up, but that's like, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I, I don't, I do like fight things and being aware is good. I do fight a little bit of like how I was raised that like, yeah, you got to pay for everything. Like yeah. every date I've ever been on, I've paid for it. Even if I had only $20 in my account, yeah. I spent that $20 on the girl. And and then a lot of that, that's on the girl, like girls talk about like equality and stuff. But 
at least in the Midwest, a lot of them aren't quality when it comes to the check. Because they're broke, too, you and know? they don't want to pay for <laughs> shit know? either. I've, I, I've had, they found a loophole. I've encountered a lot of people, and my sister even has done this, uh, like Tinder, that are obviously just going out with these guys just to get free food. And yeah, it's like, dude. Damn, I would do the same thing if I could maybe, but it's fucked up, dude. I actually, like, want to find love. Like, this is mean. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, but, like uh, – You're an Illinois 4. Yeah, You're exactly. not an Illinois 8. That's right. And that's really <laughs> sad because we're not known for good-looking people. <laughs> but I think John Cusack is the best thing we have to offer. <laughs> Bill Murray. Dude, actually, I, w- I will close on this because I do – I shit talked about this guy to my girlfriend, and she didn't get the reference because she's not from this country. Yeah. Um, You know the wrestler from North Carolina who won a national title this year? Uh, yes. Austin yeah, O'Connor. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah, and he's from Chicago. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. at Beat the Streets right now. On a scale of one to Chicago <laughs> – how fucking thick was his accent when he was talking? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, funny. dude! I he came on to give the interview, and I just couldn't control my laughter. <laughs> and my <laughs> girlfriend, awesome. she didn't understand why I was laughing. She's like, "What's so funny about?" It? I'm like, "Fucking listen to him!" Like, that's are you how, kidding me? No, that's how we look yeah. at New Yorkers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, as the greatest city <laughs> in America. Uh, yeah, no, because uh, our pizza's amazing. I I agree that this place is amazing. But <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm from California. I got no qualms. We speak clearly and concisely. All right, what do you what do you think about this? Is just that like people this is like a stupid Midwest joke, but like but there's some truth to it, but like New York is way too fast paced and yeah. too high strung. California is too relaxed and Chicago's just right. Just right. I don't think that we're just right by any means. Yeah. Uh but I'm saying how do you feel about like the Chicago or the New York to uh, like Cali like were it's you just craving? It's true. You were craving New York. Or no, or I wasn't. I was just craving something different. I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, everybody know, you, is. You live somewhere your whole life. You should live other yeah, places. I agree. I you know? agree. We I should. We should all live overseas absolutely. for at least a year. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I know so many people are just so ignorant here to like. Like that's one of my problems now is I've traveled to like 40 countries and like spent good time. Yeah. And a lot of those countries were repeat visits. Like some of them yeah. have been seven times. It's yeah. like. My world has gotten so big and I've been like opening and opening and opening that like when I talk to my parents about something, they have such a like different view than me where they can't even like or like they most can't people. fathom. Yeah. Or when people like offer me jobs and I'm like, well, uh, I, this is a great opportunity, but I, yeah. I kind of am invested in Europe, too, yeah. with a wife out there. And it's like. My world and her world is so big. She yeah. she spent years in China. Yeah. And she we, we have friends all around the world. Your wife and is a spy. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. China no. China turned her. No, but like shit, I'm, I'm, I'm screwed. What I'm saying is like you gotta. It's a learning experience every time you travel, and some people just think it's a vacation. But it yeah. really, oh, dude, I've been putting myself through like a different kind of college. It actually has applicable skills. Um, yeah. Like even from how I talk and like how people perceive Americans and how, like, you know, and all this stuff. I like also that. find, because I told you this last time, I was like, anywhere I live, though, like, I'm all about what you're saying, but I'm yeah. like, I know anywhere that I live, I could live in New York, I could live in Brazil for 15 yeah. years, but at the end of the day, I was like, where are you from? It's like California. No, I know. Yeah. But I'm a Bay Area for life. You know? Absolutely. But yeah. I'm just saying that learning about their culture, learning Absolutely. about like, that, w- that our culture is not the, the end all be all you, of everything. It, like, it, it's you, funny. When I was in Brazil, our like, culture is boring as fuck. Yeah. yeah we we don't have a culture. Yeah. yeah. We control like pop culture. Yeah. Like everybody, know, everybody, man. all our music, all our shows, yeah. even though like. Yeah, we we really do just kind of pump out shit. Yeah. yeah it's well, not, when yeah. when I was in Brazil, 
And, like, we were talking just about, like, the world and everything. And we're like, yeah, America sucks. And they'll be like, oh, okay, I'm glad we can agree with you on that. But it was just like – Even that gets a little annoying with, like, when you run into, yeah. like, Europeans or other people and they're like, oh, you're American? It's like, yeah, yeah. I know. We suck. We got problems. Yeah. Like, so do you, guy. But yeah. like, Exactly. Yeah. I just remind them of theirs. Because, yeah. like, I told my wife that. It's like I'm liked all over – under the condition that I agree with them that my country sucks. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, I do. <laughs> I do think that, but I also. But then yeah. I point out I where also, their flaws are as well. They have flaws, and we're not inherently bad people. No. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. like um, where, yeah, they. it's hard for them not to, yeah. like, say, look at you and just, like. Yeah. Remember, they, when you're, pointing, like, when you're like pointing a finger, American. there's three pointing back yeah. at you. That's right. right? That's like, like, I like being American. Yeah. I'm not necessarily proud of us all the time. No, no you know not what I mean? at all. And I think that's the but key. But they shouldn't be either. So yeah, and and, and, and that's the thing. Not. You could like, you should like being Belgian or Portuguese, yeah. but like, you shouldn't always be proud of your country. Belgians are some of the least. Unless pati- you're like Icelandic, then you should be both. Yeah, <laughs> Belgians are some of the least patriotic people, like ever. Yeah. But the soccer tournament, you know, the football yeah. tournament made it a lot different. <laughs> that, that's like an exception, you know. But uh, yeah. We're on just gonna note? keep going if we don't stop. Right, I know. Fucking and I got to pack. I haven't packed a single thing. And on that yeah, note, and I need packing podcast. <laughs> Belgian sucks. <laughs> hey, Astrid, we like, really appreciate uh, you because you don't like beer. Fuck you, you, would, you would think fuck differently. You Belgian. Astrid, fuck you. you've been very helpful on this trip that we haven't planned at all. I don't we're, like beer. Yeah, we're yeah. living in a van down by the river. Down yeah, by I, the river. I, I like it. And on that point, <laughs> I tricked you guys. Ah. Uh, oh.